0: going to affect many individuals in the UK because not many people bank at Silicon Valley Bank but it is going to affect the very important fintech sector in our economy where there's a huge concentration around Silicon Valley Bank UK.
1: Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's a Sunday, which means we're going to go all around the world. All around the world. With this tap world news stories. Now, on Friday, we spoke with you guys about Silicon Valley Bank and the fact that they went completely bust here the in the United States. The second
2: largest bank failure in the United States. Who
1: knew that there would be worldwide fallout as a result of that? The bankers knew. <laughs> and no, it's. I feel like there's just kind of crickets. No one's talking about this. Yeah, I mean, this is just absolutely insane. Then again, we're continuing to follow. These Dutch farmers are not giving up. They are not backing down. They have taken their tractors to the Hague. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, I'm praying for them. I think that, I think we're going to see a move of God, at least amongst the people. You can't just go and take people's lands, especially under false pretenses when you're lying to them. Now, Leah, what's going on in Paris?
2: Yeah, so... um... (laughs) The uh, Parisians, known for their own um, little bloody revolution, actually, after the Americans had their revolution, the Parisians and the French in general lean more socialist, mm. and they like their um, socialist benefits, and if they things do. go they do. sideways in France, they're- Give me my money. Have, it's like this. Give me my- How's what's with my French accent? Give me my money. Give me my money. They want our money. In America, it'd be like, give me my money. So the retirement age is getting ready to pass, the the increase in the retirement age. We've
1: been covering France for... We're in our seventh season of talking about France. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've covered this before. Mm -hmm. So are are they just continuing to increase the retirement age? Are they going to reach the place where it's... You can retire when you're dead? I mean, what is this?
2: Yeah, so... um, this is this is a a continual problem in france where austerity measures which are basically socialist measures they never meet what people need to live on and ever speaking of which though no this is a real
1: problem there this is this is what is is mind-blowing to me when you think about the actual money that they get for their retirement it's not very much money i'm like how do you
2: yeah, it's it's not very much money, but yeah, the, the, the Senate is getting ready to, to raise their retirement age, and people are, are very, very upset. So the radicals, again, I'm sure it's like 20-something people who won't even, I don't know, you guys aren't even going to see your retirement, I, I bet. I'm sorry. The 7th Trade Union organized nationwide protests in France against President Macron. Uh, his plan to raise the French retirement age stall angry confrontations with police in Paris as the legislation cleared a key hurdle in the Senate. Following the largest uh, demonstration of its kind on Tuesday, the General Confederation of Labor, the CGT, quickly organized another protest on Saturday across France to keep the pressure up on the government in an attempt to stall the President um, Macron's central second term agenda to raise the pension aid just from 62 to 64 despite overwhelming worker opposition now we are seeing in the united states a push to move social security to 70 the problem with that and and when social security was introduced in the united states by fdr um i do believe if i'm going to get my numbers correct i think the average retirement age was 64 65 and people weren't living much longer than that like like 66 or something mm-hmm. right and so, because people are, li- are living longer, these...
1: We can't afford to keep y'all this long, okay? We can't afford to keep giving you that money for decades and decades. You think this is a life insurance policy? Yeah. That's how they sold it. They sold it as if this is... We are the government. We are going to take care of your, you know, not well, life insurance, but... Um, what was I... Not life so- insurance policy. Yeah, that's what you were talking retirement. About. I meant retirement. retirement. You yeah. think this is your your retirement policy? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, not retirement social policy. security
2: was was sold as a retirement policy. Well, well, no, actually, social security was was sold as there are older people who are who are pretty really who are pretty poor who don't have anything to live on and they just have a couple years left to live. So let's help right, but them no, out. No, well, no, it wasn't it really, sold as a retirement
1: plan to we live. We will up. fight on that because it was. It was, that's how, one of the reasons how they sold it to the American people. You will be able to retire on this. Well, no,
2: because the average age, it was only supposed to be for like a two-year deal. That was the whole point of Social Security. Because the, the average age, like I said... It's they started at sixty four, sixty five, and most people died at 66 like that's but people are living longer It wasn't actually sold as you could live off of this forever Not you forever, but you to, would no, be able to You were supposed sunset. to have your own retirement plan. This was a this was a we're Supplemental this, but this I will, was, I'm gonna back down on it. This was a supplemental thing in the United States for those, because people had retirement plans. Like,
1: I know, but that's why they were they were selling that Social Security would become your retirement plan. That's one of the reasons why they were able to get it to pass. Let us take care
2: of. We will be your retirement. Well, when FDR here's the thing when FDR was doing the austerity plans in the forties, mm-hmm. we were in the middle of a war. Right. And nobody was really thinking about, oh, I'd like to have a good retirement I'm not
1: talking about that kind of retirement. I mean, you will be able to stop working. Not like, hey, let's go vacation in Florida retirement. But like, you can stop working at some point. Here's your retirement. You don't have to. You reach an age and then we will be paying you. It was sold as... This
2: is a retirement plan. We're going to take over the retirement plan well, for you. They would no, no. It was it was never done that because even any uh, financial planner will tell you this. It was never enough. It was supposed to be as just a supplemental thing for people who were really poor, and then they had to do it for everybody because they couldn't do it just for a few people. Okay, and because it was never very much money. It, no, was, it was never very, very much right money. About that. It so was was it was never, never. Hey, this is your retirement plan. Because okay, it was so never so enough
1: to retire on. Not. I guess when I said we'll take over your retirement, I I probably misspoke on that. What I mean is they never they, meant that at they, all. What they were selling it on is we you pay into this, yeah. and then you will get because you and I both know because we have helped several people cross over and deal with their estates and stuff like that. They had multiple. They had like. A couple of life insurance policies and a couple of, you know, a sources of income for retirement. This was literally sold to people. Like as you get older, you're going to get this money back to help live on. In addition to like most men, men of the it was time, just their supposed businesses to be a
2: little supplement. It wasn't supposed to be your retirement plan. That's what I'm saying. For for I
1: agree I will agree with you on that, that it was not supposed to be your entire retirement plan but it was definitely sold like hey you're gonna get this back we'll help take care of you here's this money you can count on well, it. it was
2: brought in for retirement i know but it was the whole reason fdr did it was it was just for supposed to be for the whole reason fdr brought it to the surf to, to, to the beginning wasn't oh we would like to help people general people in retirement it was he was trying his his whole new deal was for the poor and it was trying to living standards so they were poor people who did not have any retirement retirement plans and that was the whole reason for it it really wasn't for and any older person will tell you uh, we all knew that social security wasn't for you know for us to live off of it was you know and you have a few poor people who didn't have any retirement or any savings and then they had to live off their social security whereas in France you don't have the same Um, mentality of let's have multiple streams of retirement they want to rely completely on the government as a more socialist um, uh, so this is that when they see the French see their retirement plans more as their business retirement plan plus the government retirement plan whereas Americans see social security as a supplement to a business retirement plan well and
1: even more than that though they're getting even less than the poorest of people here in the United States. They do, and it's very strange. Plan. It's very strange, but they. I don't. I don't. Li- I literally don't know how you can live, and I don't know if we can pull up some figures of what these people are actually getting. But I remember when we were looking into it before, yeah. it was some ridiculous amount of money of like, I don't know, like seven or eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Like crazy. N- no. Literally, no one can live on this money. Money.
2: Yeah, well, here's the difference. So, if Social Security were to go, uh, if if you're, uh, it looks like on um, the average pension this year in France is about fifteen hundred per month. Okay. So that's actually not so bad.
1: Well, then hopefully it's gone up. But if it's gone up, then the age is going up as well, though, and that's that's what we're talking about here today.
2: Yeah, that you can receive a maximum of fifty percent of your basic
1: salary. Well, okay, so. Going back to this though, it said the average is fifteen hundred euros. Is that what yeah. that that article is that what that just said? The average because we were covering here, people here, hang on. On the streets, All right. and they were saying, "I'm only getting like eight hundred dollars
2: a month anyway." All right, so let's look. Let's look at this. Uh, in fact, French people retire on average a few months later than the legal minimum, sixty-two. Um, It also shows that 16.4 million French retirees living in France then received pension income on average of 1,400 euros per month, slightly higher than uh, France's current minimum wage. Average. Yeah, note that in France, there's no universal state pension level. People receive a pension amount uh, usually as a percentage of their 25 best working years. The current pension reform wants to set a minimum um, monthly rate of 1,200 up from the current 1,100. The average retirement age has increased by one year and nine months since 2010, while pension income in real, in real terms so the, has decreased. The least amount that you get would be $1,100. That's yeah. the lowest. The age factor. So French men uh, living in France retire on average at 62, while French women retire six months later. Both levels have increased by five months in 2016. Um, trying to see. I think, I know it was less. It felt less than the United Def- States. Yeah, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But that's actually not less than the United that's States not we're, less. that's a that's about in keeping with the United States
2: mm-hmm. yeah so but the the point of this article is to say that um, the unionists the the labor unionists are protesting this they're out in the streets just go and show some videos here while we're, while we're fighting over this <laughs> um, according to the, we're not fighting anymore I back down I'm totally out of it According to the Trade Confederation, over 1 million people took part in the latest protests, far smaller than the 3.5 million they claimed to have mustered on Tuesday. While the Ministry of Interior claimed that only about 368,000 gathered on Saturday, uh, though the drop in numbers was widely seen in France as a disappointment. Organizers claimed that the numbers have you can go ahead and just play the uh, play somewhere like, um, in the article. Yeah, okay. Both protests should be added together to gauge. It's going to get truth- loud. Hang on, guys. <laughs> opposition to macron's pension plans as was the case earlier this week protests once again turned violent in france with the les figures uh, newspaper uh, reporting that the capital saw several hundred anti-fascist radicals dressed in all black shouting anti-capitalist slogans and clashing with police throwing projectiles at officers and destroying public infrastructure in response police repeatedly deployed tear gas to disperse the leftist agitators and ultimately arrested 32 people The protest came as the Senate declared a key hurdle in passing, and there's a couple more videos, the pension legislation, which could become law as early as Thursday despite desperate attempts (laughs) by lawmakers from socialist, green, and communist groups to derail the legislative process, leftist politicians one by one came to the podium of the Senate to read the same exact words in the hopes of delaying the actual vote on the legislation in a move characterized as demonstrating the, um, I do not have to say that I've left a reference to the leader of La France, um, uh, yawn. you Is this, am I plugged in? No, I not.
1: So as I'm watching this, I just have so many different thoughts going through my mind about like th- guys, let's
2: remind you. So this is these- Antifa. This is communist. This is the anti-capitalist out here on the streets who just from from what Horatio says, the French should just enjoy going to the streets, making happen exactly like making this habits. is this is over
1: a retirement age, mm-hmm. right? Like we have governments for a reason, but in France, it seems like every time we turn around, they're they're wanting to go and destroy stuff yeah. as their means of of protesting. Now, Leah, let me ask you this: Is the government in France? Does it have a more conservative leaning majority? Who is going to be passing these policies? Are they is the raising of the retirement age a leftist policy over there, or is it a conservative? So policy?
2: was voted in as a centrist. Uh, so he is a leftist centrist. He is aligned with the EU. He is aligned with um, the World Economic Forum. He is a banker by trade. And I tell you what. What's funny. And I will just say this to all the lovely communists out there. You will never here comes have a leader in power who will be who will be for you mm. for for what you want. Yeah. You will only ever have leadership who is for themselves or for the elite. That's how this works. Okay. We even see that in the Ukraine where Zelensky ran on anti-corruption and he is one of the he is an actor and a face for the worldwide elite, right. actually. So, Macron is there looking at the numbers, and he, they want people to work longer. They want people to, um, they don't want people to enjoy their lives. And they look at the numbers, and they're looking at two years, two years? The, and you, have you to crunching those numbers? Extra people, yeah, man. And maybe, years. and then,
1: I, and I can guarantee you, in their numbers are, and look at how many people will die. within this this period so then we won't have to pay them at all exactly nothing yeah you know now Leah and I we're not for any kind of socialist policy going back to our little um disagreement on FDR we weren't for social security in the United States
2: we still are not you know who else was not for social security in the United States who Leah the Walton grandma and grandpa you know if you guys i have never seen the episode. Waltons. Remember the Waltons? I watched I an episode where they were talking about the electricity. They didn't want that. Right. And Smart. this whole FDR, I don't want their money. I don't want the government's money. Okay. And so. I'm going
1: to take your money and I'm going to give it back to you later. You know what that's
2: called? A loan. Yeah. It's called a loan. The Waltons knew where it was at. They did not want the government's money. Speaking of the government's money. Speaking Are they paying of- it back to us with interest?
1: Um, I'm joking. This is it's ridiculous. You know,
2: they take the average of your best 25 years. Mm. The problem is... What if you had some really good ones and some really bad ones? Inflation is ginormous. Okay? So what they would really need to do is take your, your best 25 years and average those with what the current inflationary number would be for those years. Mm-hmm. and then average that out they're just and when you
1: include inflation they're just giving you your money back yes that's it that's it <laughs> at no interest and what could and speaking of the bible right what could you have done with that money if you had invested it but big brother says you won't invest it so let us take it from you mm. give it back we know what we're gonna do with well, it.
2: well yeah and then when it comes to medicare i mean medicare is just a uh, just a hemorrhaging um, you know, they just keep giving out more and more medicine, more and more surgeries. Uh, prolonging... Yeah, but they solved that, though. The last three
1: years, they're really solving that problem. They're reducing the amount of people that they have to pay out for,
2: right? Well, that's true. That is true. They did do that. Speaking of bailouts and banking, so in the United States, there's a, a tech bank. And you guys, if you didn't watch our um if you didn't watch our, our Friday show, you should go back and watch it because we kind of break down what happened here in the United States. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank is the bank for tech startups. So if you want, if you're going to create a new computer uh, computer-run mop, okay, or you got like the the Zoom, um, whatever, Zumba, Roomba, you've got the Roomba that goes around your your floor. You've got an idea that's techy. You're probably going to go through Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, they like to. So we say tech. We think
1: big tech. We think Facebook. We think Twitter. They're talking about technology.
2: Yeah, yeah. So anything that has to do with like a new microphone or a new computer or something that's going to make your make life better through technology. Okay. These banks uh, bet on new startups new tech techie based startups and it could be anything from an app company to um there's a lot of that yeah uber eats or whatever anything anything tech related so they bank on those and they help those companies get started well there are svb silicon valley bank has branches around the entire world okay and they have a fairly large subsidiary in the uk yeah And that bank is now shuttered as well. Okay. Now it was not nearly as big. It was a subsidiary. Uh, It had like five or six billion dollars. Small. I know. Compared to, I think you know, four hundred and two hundred and nine billion in assets um, from the Silicon Valley Bank here in the United States. Um, Well, the UK government is saying that it's gonna it's gonna jump in. They're looking for an investor, possibly somebody from Dubai they're looking for some of that Middle East oil money to come in and shore that up. But I just want to kind of um, go over just a little bit since it is, um, I know this is world news, but this is, uh, the SVB no, is, is actually affecting, it will affect the rest totally of the world. totally is,
1: yes. Uh, so, pause right there, because I just want to address this comment from uh, Lorraine Pritchett. You pay into Social Security, it's not the government's money. I agree with you on that. Yes, it goes into a, a pool, right? Everything is the government's money. Oh, the government pulls on those funds all the, the time. The government does pull. It's not like it's like untouchable. Unfortunately, they, and it's not so much that they pull from it, but they will, but they the, do same, pull from it. the same way that would they do fractional reserve banking, they then can <clears> borrow <throat> or invent money based on that money that is sitting there in, and it is about to go completely insolvent. And then somebody, Leah, um, is correcting you. It's not subsidiary. It's subsidiary. Thank not you. that it matters. But I'm just. I was gonna say something, but Leah just. I'm um, her sister. But you get You're had not to say. Yeah, but
2: yeah, you can but have. it. Was, it once a, it was great. written in
1: the comments, it had to then be it said. Then it, I yeah. could say it.
2: Thank you. I love. You I, just said it really
1: fast. You didn't hear the eerie. You just, you just said. She just said it so fast, like lightning fast. You missed the eerie. The subsidiary. <laughs> I think that's what I said. But no, better. you said subsidiary. 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 What is, it the, is it how you say it? Subsidiary. Oh, okay. And you said subsidiary. Guys, <laughs>
2: that's what I'm saying. It's
1: so fast. So, said, I do. I, I do
2: speak too fast. <laughs> um, okay, so as the uh, countdown to the reopening of the futures uh, trading gets louder by the second amid episodic observations of bank runs around the United States, uh, news flow is starting to accelerate fast. So this will be a uh, placeholder post on, on uh Zero Hedge. If you guys want to follow that with updates, all right. So, as of today at 1:15, in a throwback to the legendary Layman Sunday, when dozens of credit traders did an ad hoc CDS trading, and uh, what we're looking at is there is there are things that begin. I did not know this on Sunday afternoon trading. There's trading that begins on Sunday afternoon, and then of course the UK and Europe, and there the UK is five five hours ahead of us, and then there are other, obviously other other. Banks that are going to open way before the United States. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to watch this. This, It's going to be interesting to watch tomorrow. I am going to keep my eyes peeled. I'm definitely going to be checking even throughout the night to see what's happening. Uh, because this could. It could be a nothing. It could be some savior. <laughs> Probably not. Um, this is a big deal. This is are a you big sure it's not going to be another government bailout though? Well, Okay. So Janet Yellen in the United States is saying that there's not going to be a, a bailout. They're looking for a savior. <laughs> so they hope. And I read it. I read a post today that said never. Uh, it's never good when uh, the government or the Fed says we hope. Right. You don't base monetary policy on hope. Right. Okay. We hope somebody comes in to rescue this. Okay, <laughs> the UK—it's a lot easier. Those numbers are smaller. Yeah. You're looking at 151 billion in uninsured um, deposits Acid. in the United yeah. States. Probably more like four or five billion. In it's not a big deal. Even Elon Musk was saying he could—he—he he has enough money. He could consider buying it out. Okay, <laughs> okay, this is insane. All right, so here we have. Uh, <laughs> the uh an ad hoc uh, cds trading and no, uh no, novation session on sunday ahead of uh, the bank's chapter 11 filing to minimize the chaos and fallout from the coming bankruptcy bloomberg reports that the fdic uh kicked off an auction process already late saturday For Silicon Valley Bank, the auctions have already started with final bids are due Sunday afternoon. The FDIC is reportedly aiming for a swift deal, but a winner may not be known until late Sunday. Bloomberg also reported that the regulator is racing to sell assets and make a portion of the client's uninsured deposits available as soon as Monday. This is a pretty quick deal happening, okay? Uh, The open questions are whether there will be um, a haircut and how big it will be, Uh, meaning how much can you sell off that will actually equal out balance out your assets. Um so um if you look at this, this is this is what's called the haircuts. This is the losses that happened in different um imposed on uninsured depositors when banks failed in the eighties um and then in the nineties then two thousand eight. So um there these are about twenty four percent, fourteen percent um and then actually after 2008, they raised the insurance limit from 100000 to 250000 because, hey, we really want to bail people out. All right, we get a slightly more positive vibe from routers report, according to which authorities are preparing material action on Sunday to shore up deposits in Silicon Valley Bank and STEM, any broader financial fallout. Here's, here's, the, here's the question. Will there be bank runs? Because here's the thing. You don't know what people are going to do. And I believe I was reading an article that there, I am, I do believe I saw the numbers where there is $18 trillion that the banks have on their books, but there's only 2.2 trillion of money printed in circulation. Right. That sounds right. So if people went, the average person just went to their bank and took out all, took out their money. Everything would fail. This well, is well, not a, only that, but you well, can't. Like you literally can't. The, you, I know that these right. people you walk into the bank. You literally to, can't.
1: They, the doors were shut. But even if they had gone on a regular day, I have tried to
2: take large like, amounts of money out of my bank. Large. Not even large amounts, like no, three thousand dollars, three thousand. If you want to buy a car, like we wanted to buy a car, right? You wanted to take out like. Three to four
1: thousand dollars. Say, look at you like they would, crazy. and then they would ask you a bunch of questions, and then they would say, "We don't keep that on hand. You will have to schedule an appointment for like three thousand dollars at the bank." And I was like, kind of looking at them, going, "Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute." I know for a fact that people come in and bring their checks from work for like three or four thousand dollars, and they, cash, and they them. cash them. So don't you tell me. That I can't get my money out of the bank because you don't have it. When Joe Schmo behind me, who's got a four thousand dollar check from work, give me the cash, and you're gonna give him the cash, don't you? Tell me. So no, you can't go and get the money from the bank. No. You try. I want to. I want to challenge anyone that does not believe me on this. Go. Go. You go try, try, to, try get to, 5, to get four or five thousand dollars out of your bank. I know most of our viewers like well, I got four or five thousand dollars in the bank. Seriously, they will not let
2: you take it out. They will not. They will they will look at you like you're crazy. Uh, we and they ask these are literally this is this is this is not much money, okay. If you try to take out two or three thousand dollars, the bank manager will come up and ask you, Hey, what are you gonna use this for? Yeah, what are you doing with this? I'm
1: gonna tell you, these bankers are getting, and I know this is our world news program, but just I gotta beef with these bankers, okay. I understand that it's supposed to be like a friendly thing or whatever, but when I go into my bank, they ask all kind of personal questions, and I don't think that they're just being friendly. No, 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 no. So and they ask questions like based on what I'm depositing. Like we own
2: our pet care business and stuff like that. Like it's like I'm like this is none your business. Yeah, yeah. So um, what what can what can some of these companies who will not have their liquidity available to them meaning they've got bank uh, they've got the, the their payroll and everything in the bank so liquidity group is planning to offer about 3 billion in emergency loans to startup clients hit by the collapse of SVB um, and so there will be there will be a few but here's the thing there's so much money there are so many clients that are hit by this it's it's a pretty you know huge deal okay so what i want to do is talk about the UK version of what's happening and and the worldwide version of what's happening. So uh, Ann says, well, wait, I have taken
1: way more than that out for garage sales. Well, that's what I tell them. And I have taken up to $5,000. So when was that? That's my question. Because within the past few years is when they have really begun to crack down on it. And if you have a bank that does, that allows you to do that, then God bless you. We are talking about here God we're talking bless about your bank. Chase Bank and US Bank. And I also kind of wonder if it's not based on how much money you have in the bank. Like if you're getting ready, if you pull out three or four thousand dollars, it's only gonna leave you like a grand or two in the bank. I think that they're even more. Like that's what really bothers me about. Um, about this whole thing. It's very personally-based. Yeah, yeah, if
2: you've got a, a huge amount in the bank and they well, might if you've not you've got even... like 100 grand in the bank and you ask for 5,000,
1: they're probably gonna go back and get it. But if if somebody like us, we ask for like three or four grand and it's gonna leave us pretty low, then they're gonna look at us like, um, we don't have that here. Yeah, You're gonna have to make an appointment. Yeah, that, that, that could be it. That she says, be... you're right, it's been some
2: years. I have to go in the next week. Yeah, just try and see what they do. Um, because it- I have been I've been really shocked like what do you mean you don't have the money like we would have to go from um, branch to branch and that was I think when we we're just trying to buy our minivan or something yeah and right? also
1: I want to go back to because I wanted to make sure when you guys leave comments that you know that when we're addressing your comments that they're actually valued. So Lorraine, when you said you pay into social Security it's not the government's money and then we slightly disagreed. I'm actually glad you left that comment it was not a um, cause you're right. It is a specific pool. It is a specific set of money. It is supposed to be the social security money that they're not supposed to touch. Unfortunately they do. And that's what's disgusting about it.
2: Yeah. All right. So the UK is mailing a bailout for tech firms after Silicon Valley bank collapsed. Authorities in the United Kingdom are considering a possible bailout for these tech firms Uh, Jeremy Hunt, the chancellor of the Exchequer, uh, is reportedly mulling a possible bailout for these tech firms and startups affected by the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank UK. Um, The failure of SVB SVB represents the second largest failure in the United States. According to a report by the BBC, there is now significant fear about the knock-on effect Uh, the bank's collapse could have on startups in Britain, with many firms set to lose large sums of money after the Bank of England declared SVB UK would enter insolvency on Friday. As a result, the Treasury is now reportedly aiming to offset the damage done by the bank's collapse. With Hunt telling the public broadcaster that authorities are considering various ways to rescue the tech firms affected. One such rescue plan even involves providing an emergency cash lifeline to companies. So this would be governments giving companies Again, cash more, lifelines. or bailouts. What if could 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 the average Joe get this? These are this is a cash lifeline. Right. From the so government. What I think what you're saying is, do you think it's
1: because it is it's most the customers are mostly businesses and tech businesses at that, mm-hmm. or would they do this for a bank that just had regular you know this citizens is as depositors?
2: Here's the thing. This bank failed because it had bad made bad choices and had made bad investments. Yeah. And should the government come in and rescue rescue people like this, this is This is the ultimate question because this SVB, SVB is only one of many because you guys know that mortgages skyrocketed, Mm -hmm. rates went down really low yeah, and people and companies were borrowing at 0%. Okay. Now people, you don't ever get 0% companies get zero. So,
1: uh, Barry says, Michelle, the UK government are pooping themselves at the moment because Rishi's entire appointment is to appointment is to take the UK into a digital currency. Now the Brits won't buy his lies because of this bank collapse. Rishi and Jeremy Hunt have held a Cobra meeting on this bank's collapse. Cobra is the government's emergency crisis meeting. Um, you know, and and it is very interesting to see where this will take the world as far Mm -hmm. as CBDCs are concerned, the central bank digital currencies, Mm -hmm. because, okay, this bank failed. You're saying that in the UK, it's going to make people not want to buy into the, the digital currencies. I would tend to agree with you. However, I believe they're probably going to use this collapse to further push it even harder. Well, now in order to fix the problem this is going to be the sweeping solution and everybody had just like they they i wonder what the flag's going to look like worldwide for this instead of blue and yellow like the ukraine there's going to be some sort of let's pull together and give up all of our cash for the for the sake of the world yeah no
2: that's that is that's true um let's see so they uh, we want to find a way that minimizes or avoids old losses To those incredibly promising firms, the Chancellor said, arguing that while the impact on the United Kingdom's overall economy is expected to be minimal, SVB's collapse would nevertheless risk wiping out many of the country's budding tech enterprises. Now, before we go on talking about how the UK is responding to this, there is a funny, hilarious aspect to this. And Tucker Carlson actually did um, a segment on the woke agenda of SBC. Now, I'm going to see if I've got this up here because I have SVB. This. SVB, sorry. It's the acronyms of mouth. Okay, so get this. She wasn't in her position for very long. So, Silicon Valley, the head girl over the UK Euro. Uh, management in Europe. She was the head of risk management in Europe. okay? She's head of Miss R- there's its chick. What's her name? Let's see if I can find her. Okay, uh, Jay urshap Okay, so Tucker Carlson played this montage of all this woke agenda, this equity, inclusion stuff that SBC was constantly putting out okay SVB SVB, whatever what I keep saying SBC okay SVB (laughs) whatever Uh, Silicon Valley I'll just call it Silicon Valley so Silicon Valley Valley's uh, head of risk management she's the head of risk management okay meaning what's gonna happen if it goes south Africa and the Middle East yeah devoted a very large chunk of her time not to risk management but to LGBTQ plus programs she even has said, I have to see if I can find it. Um, we'll just read through the article because this is hilarious. SVB went without a chief risk officer, CRO, from April 2022 to January of 2023. So here's the thing. They didn't have anybody looking behind the curtain, okay? The Daily Mail reports as the bank apparently had little urgency to replace one of their, one of their other, other women. And then they tapped this girl, uh, Kim. On the other hand, a few months before that long CRO vacancy began, CVB boasted, we have a chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer, an executive-led DEI, steering committee and employee resource groups with executive sponsors focused on these executive these um, objective objectives so SVB is dedicated to expanding its commitments and investments to create a more diverse equitable and inclusive company culture and innovative ecosystem Okay, so this is 14 months before it imploded.
1: Now, for those are for our podcast listeners, this is an excerpt from their diversity, equity, and inclusion brochure that they had published 14 months before it imploded, and you see a picture of all these different, like, colored people. You got a black person, kind of a, a, an Indian-looking person, a Middle Eastern, and then
2: a couple of white people. Like, this okay, is their so inclusion as brochure. SVB's CRO office stood vacant in Santa Clara. Jay Ursap, a self-described queer queen, person of color from a working class background, was splitting her time between risk management and an assortment of woke programs. She co-chaired the bank's European LGBTQIA plus, this is their own quote, employee resource group. For example, at the same time, she was responsible for managing risks associated with the bank uh, in Europe, Africa and the Middle East ersap uh, Ur- uh, oversaw it. a month-long pride campaign Dear Lord. according to her bio on a professional networking site she was instrumental in initiating the bank's first ever global safe space catch-up supporting employees and sharing their experiences of coming out as something other than heterosexual ersap whose job history on linkedin lists roles at citibank barclays and Deolite also devoted some of her SVB bank time to writing articles promoting Lesbian Visibility Day and Trans Awareness Week. I feel privileged to help spread awareness of lived queer experiences and partner with charitable organizations, and above all, to create a sense of community for our LGBTQ+ employees and allies, embracing a broader woke agenda that issues underwriting purely based on business fundamentals 16 uh, there is a 16 page january 2022 diversity equity and inclusion brochure touted an svp program focused on increasing representation and in funding for women black and latinx founders investors and professionals in and in innovation economy surveying Uh, The bank's wreckage on Saturday, Fox Business uh, News interview, Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus described this diversity, equity and inclusion destructive influence. I think the system that the administration has pushed many of these banks into being more concerned about global warming than they do about shareholder return. And these banks are badly run because everybody is focused on diversity and all of the woke issues and not concentrating on the one thing they should, which is shareholder returns. I feel bad for all these people that lost their money to a woke bank. You know, it was more distressing to hear that the bank officials sold off their stock before this happened. It's depressing to me. Who knows whether the Justice Department will go after them. They're a woke company, so I guess not. And they'll probably get away with it. So what does risk management include? You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, it's this is
1: kind of what I feel like saying to this woman. You had one job. One job. And you couldn't even do that because you were so busy pushing... A woke agenda on a bank with shareholders. And you know what? Honestly, if you're banking at a Silicon Valley bank, maybe that is your agenda. Maybe that is what you want. I'm not trying to say that these people that bank here have it coming to them. But I'm like, guys, seriously, it, 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 it sort of feels like a wrath of God moment.
2: There's two things bit. at play here, though. You know, we're coming to you through tech. Yes, but I hope one day that I don't
1: because I'm going to be on a farm popping out like 10 kids in my ripe young age. Yeah, not behind all of this. That's my desire. I'm here because you guys are trying to save the world. We're trying to save the world. And this is what we got to do. But at least we're bringing you cute chick butts. The podcasters are really missing out on the chick cam. Mm -hmm. Y'all loving the chick cam or what? Right? Yeah. I I can't get over it. Like it's distracting me for the show. Honestly. I'm just I'm distracted by the chicks. I they're it's the cutest thing ever. Somebody posted the other day, they're like, Chick cam, I get it. Oh,
2: that's so funny. You know, get it. The resistance chicks. i we don't have <clears> them. <throat> um I have Silicon Valley Bank tweeted this out on your birth well, a couple days after your birthday. This is November eleventh, twenty twenty two. Okay. This is the Drama of the European Diversity Award 2022. Proud of the SVB UK team in championing. Um, no. It should be open. No, oh, I got it. Okay. And yeah. uh, championing the diversity, equity, inclusion within the innovation ecosystem. Congratulations to all those shortlisted winners recognized in the awards. <laughs> that
1: was no volume. No, it just cut out. I didn't do that. So this is the kind of award
2: they (laughs) had? Yeah. So this is the diversity award of 2022. Can white people
1: win a diversity award?
2: This is the Silicon Valley Bank UK uh, championing diversity, equity, and inclusion within the innovation ecosystem. So this was a clear agenda of the bank.
1: This wasn't just that one chick. They hired her and she, you know, I say she had one job. Frankly,
2: her bosses had her, had several other jobs. Clearly this is what they wanted then. Clearly she had, clearly she had many jobs. Now, if you play, this is their, um, this is SVB UK's um, advertisement, stating that they have the coolest clients of any bank. The coolest clients. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Welcome to Silicon Valley Bank's UK branch we work with the entrepreneurs companies and investors that are defining what comes next this means we have the coolest clients of any bank anywhere our clients invent the future and that inspires us to do everything we can to bring their ideas to life and make their businesses successful As our clients strive to bring about new innovations, the next big thing, we help them move their bold ideas forward fast, no matter where they are in the world or how large they become. We work with companies and individuals in technology, healthcare, venture capital and private equity. That's it. That's all we do. And that keeps us on the pulse of the industries we serve. And our clients' needs demand an innovative approach to financial services. Our credit, cash management and international banking services are designed to make life and business easier for all our clients. And we're more than just a bank. We offer assistance to businesses that are expanding into offshore markets, especially the US of course. We make connections with potential business partners and we advocate for the innovation sector with policymakers. Our dedication to our clients is also reflected in our employees' dedication to their communities. We volunteer, fundraise, and make corporate donations to causes our employees and clients believe in. As you can see, we're not a typical bank. Silicon Valley Bank is making next happen now.
1: Well, or they're just not making anything happen. So that is
2: as woke as you can get, right? I don't have a problem. I actually kind of like the dogs in the workplace. But, like, you've got the ping pong, the purple hair. Um, We volunteer with things that our clients and our employees find important. Well, are you going to go to any pro-life rallies? You know, such a good question. You know, and he's like, that's it. That's all we do is tech and innovation. And did you see all the virtual reality stuff going on? And I would just say wrath of God. Uh-oh. Okay, because you guys have taken us to a cliff Mm-mm. where Yuval Harari is talking about how in the future there will be two sets of humans and one will be the elites whose brains are super ch- supercomputers because yeah. they're wired into the internet. So basically you've got Wikipedia at your fingertips in your brain, right? Can you imagine? And your bodies... Are, um, are revamped with all kinds of new technology to keep you going. And then he says there will be a lower subclass of humans that are not um, basically, subclass. basically upgraded. right? And they will have no reason for living. And he says that in this really stoic way. Well, but there's answers for that. There's drugs, there's video games. Yeah.
1: For the, the lower class set of humans. You know,
2: yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday, and, uh, Michelle knew that I would just want to spend some time outside. So we went and I, I cleaned up the yard. I fed the pigs. I um, cut down some grasses for them. And, and you know what? I tell up you what. Sticks. I have I feel more at peace when I'm doing that. And if you notice in that advertisement, was anybody outside at all? No. Home? No. Was there anything outside? Yeah, there was a guy that
1: was painting something, I think, and he was putting up painter's tape outside.
2: Okay, so, you know, and then we took a hike at the nature center where there, we were we took some trails where there was no people. And it was just trees. And you got us lost. We didn't really get lost. And we were late for the movie. And we were a little bit late for the movie. But this is where I feel at peace. Right. And so, with innovation... And inventions, they should enhance our natural life and make natural living easier. Hundred percent, right? So you've got a really good butter churn, or you've got something to help you, um, uh, to help your horses to cut hay, and you've got a way to, you know, you you've just got different innovations like better wheels for your wagon. I don't know. To make natural living better and easier, uh, you know, a personal, you know, how to weave cloth or something, right? So these things, but now we've gotten so far with innovation and tech that we're pulling people out of real life.
1: Oh, we I love this. We haven't heard from Sooks in a while. So good to see you. Uh, he says, so they basically woke themselves out of their sleep. That was really good. Oh, my God. Love what you did there. And our friend John Barnes says, we are banking in the kingdom with Jesus. He will never
2: fail. Come on and preach. I love that Come so on much. And Thank preach. you. Let's go ahead and play a couple of these clips to get you an idea of what the UK... Go
1: ahead. Uh, Britt Baza says, I bet SVB didn't invest in shooting or country sports businesses.
2: See, Britt Baza actually, he posted pictures, like 16 pictures on the top of the mountain where he lives. Yeah. He, he also says we should name our chicks called Paxo,
1: Sage, Onion, and Stuffing. We don't know what Paxo is. You're in the UK. That's got to be an herb or spice that we don't have, but um, sage, onion, and stuffing. That's funny. That's funny. They're going to be laying eggs. These are not for eating. We do raise chicks out for eating. They grow really fast. Um, These ones are not. Yeah, we
2: could put out some. uh, You guys can come up with some names. We got all. Somebody had said they like the one that has the zorro mask on the face. That's my favorite little (laughs) chickie too.
1: I know. We. I. I have a name for her though because my favorite chicken that for years her name was Gertie. She got taken by a hawk like a month ago. So I'm naming that one Gertie too. All
2: right. So let's go ahead and play. Uh, This is Jeremy Hunt, and he's like, Oh, don't worry. We got everything under control. Yeah. Everything. Don't
1: look. At the Here's man the thing: they the cannot
2: tell you how bad it is because then you'll go to the bank and you'll make it worse. Even if you're not money. banking at Silicon Valley Bank, you will go
1: and pull your money from the bank. Which
4: maybe you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. One of the sectors that you've mentioned is providing huge opportunity potentially is tech and science. But in that sector right now, there's a lot of concern over the collapse of a bank in America, the Silicon Valley Bank. Now that funds a lot of tech companies. We know the Treasury and the Bank of England, you've said publicly already, that you will help find a way through the situation, but will you guarantee 100% of the deposits of the companies who stand to lose millions?
5: Well, the first thing I want to say is that the Governor of the Bank of England has said that there is not a systemic risk to the financial system, so people should be reassured by that. There is a serious risk to some of our most promising companies in technology uh, and life sciences. Uh, The Prime Minister, I, the Governor of the Bank of England were up late last night. We've been working through the weekend Mm. uh, to come up with a solution. Uh, We want to find a way that uh, minimizes, or if we possibly can, avoids all losses to those incredibly promising countries. What we will do is Mm. bring forward very quickly a plan to make sure that they can meet but their will, operational but will, cash flow but will requirements that
4: plan mean 100 percent guarantee of their deposits but you'll before. have to
5: wait to see the whole plan but okay. what we will do is bring forward a plan to make sure they can pay their staff that's the big ask we've Absolutely. had in and the last plan, 24 and
4: I'd hours like to, to...
1: but wait a minute i just got to say this she didn't he didn't answer uh... he, a, he didn't answer the question but should they she's saying she's kind of making this demand like of course the government should guarantee these people. Do you understand? Banking is gambling. Repeat after me. Banking Banking is is gambling. gambling. If you put your money, it's like
2: an investment. Well, Investments are gambling. Here's the thing, especially because uh, Silicon Valley Bank, did you hear what they said? We we only do tech startups. We do investment banking. This is not your brick and mortar bank where your average where grandma- you have is a just,
1: house yeah.
2: to represent the money that you have given out. These are tech startups with ideas in their heads. Ideas are not assets. Okay, and the problem with SVB, uh, they were actually buy- buying mortgages. They were buying all kinds of things. Okay. Okay? So when you put your money into a bank, and
1: that bank fails, I don't feel sorry for you. I'm sorry. Michelle, you have to have banks. Banking banking is part of this world. Yadi, do you know how much money I keep in the bank? Well, we don't have a lot to lose anyways. But when we did, we I did. didn't keep it in the bank. Right. Why? Because I don't trust the bank. Right. I don't keep it in a safety deposit box. It's like, it's literally like Lynette Zhang says... If you don't hold it, you don't own it. She says that multiple times on every show. Shields
2: are made of metal. metal. Swords and
1: shields. Not paper. So, guys, I can't stress enough. I don't care what you do with your money, but if you've got it in the bank and the bank fails, that's on you. Right. Same goes with this this Silicon Valley thing. All right, so, no, so they should have... not be
2: bailing out these banks. We have Phillips Hammond uh, saying that there are um, there are some small businesses that are concerned. So he's, yeah, Yeah. get out now while the getting's good.
1: It's not really good right now, but still get out.
0: It's not going to affect many individuals in the UK because not many people bank with Silicon Valley Bank, but it is going to affect the very important fintech sector in our economy where there's a huge concentration around Silicon Valley Bank UK. And there's a lot of small early stage businesses that are quite important to this economy, quite important to keeping our financial services sector at the cutting edge, who will be very, very nervous today. So I hope that in the course of the day, the government, the Bank of England, Rothschilds, who are managing this process, can come up with a solution that allows those businesses to get access to their funds tomorrow morning and reassure their customers, their investors, because this is a very important dynamic sector, and we don't want to see uh, it suffer a a massive own goal here.
6: Mm.
2: Yeah, you're probably going to see this suffer. All right, so fallout from this collapse is beginning to spread around the world. All right, so you've got the startup founders in California's... It's not going to affect our, many uh, individuals
0: in, so in the fancy. UK because not many people... <laughs>
2: ...panicking um, to access money and paying employee, to pay employees. Fears of contagion have reached Canada, where the bank's uh, loan book has doubled in the past year. SVB's unit in the UK... Has, is said to be declared insolvent, has already ceased trading and is no longer taking new customers. On Saturday, the leaders of a rush, roughly 180 tech companies sent a letter calling on UK Chancellor Jeremy Hunt to intervene. The loss of deposits has the potential to cripple the sector and set the ecosystem back 20 years, they said in a letter seen by Bloomberg. Many businesses will be sent into involuntary liquidation overnight. Uh, this is just the beginning. SVB has branches in China. Denmark, Germany, India, Israel, and Sweden. Founders are warning that the bank's failure could wipe out startups around the world without government intervention. SVB's joint venture in China, SPD, Silicon Valley Bank Company, was seeking to calm local clients overnight by reminding them that operations have been independent and stable. This crisis will start on Monday, and so we call on you to prevent it now, UK startup founders and chief executive officer said in a letter to Hunt. The companies listed in the letter include Uncapped, APN, Pocket, and Pivotal Earth. Hunt spoke with the governor of the Bank of England about the situation on Saturday morning, and the economic secretary to the treasury was holding a roundtable with affected firms later that day, underscoring the challenge governments face in getting a handle of the full extent of the fall. They won't know. You just don't know. And I think right now they're just kind of like... If everything stays calm, we'll be okay. Don't try to get your money out of the bank tomorrow or today. <laughs> Just stay where you are, and we'll figure it out. Please, and, and the, the best thing that ever happened to them was for this to happen on a Friday. I know,
1: right? Give and them a couple I, days. I'm sure. Here's the
2: thing. They decide when mm. the bank is going to, when they're going to they so they do purpose. it on a so Friday it's not the best thing that could have so that they you, there's no bank this. run because if they did this on a Monday, Come on honey now. child, the world would have ended. <laughs> okay. They give themselves a couple days over the weekend to try to sell some assets. This is how this works. These guys, guys, this is why this is so important. This is why this story is so intense because this is the, these you're seeing up close with a microscope, the elites at work. They have the ability. You you and I don't have this ability, okay, to just just, decide when and where and how things are going to go. These elite bank – it was California was looking at this bank. This bank was in trouble. Big trouble, okay? They timed it. They perfectly timed it. They could have done it a week ago. They could have done it next week. It didn't have to be Friday, okay? They picked the day. They were looking for – now they're doing a fire sale. Hoping for somebody to come and buy by the buy the bank. If somebody buys this bank right and says, Okay, I will I will keep this bank going. Here's the problem, though, is whoever does that is going to lose a ton of money. Anybody's gonna lose a ton of money because the bank was losing money, the bank was hemorrhaging money, okay? And so, and then you had 40 40 billion. billion of withdrawals. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. Because people in this tech industry told their friends, if you've got money in SVB, go get it out.
1: Because they always take people, care of
2: themselves. Forty billion, not forty people. Forty billion dollars were taken out of that bank Once again. With these numbers, but here's the thing: put it, a two-digit number in front of a word, it makes it sound small. How billion? Was, how was that happening? And that wasn't news. That's a lot. That those guys were keeping it on the down low. Somebody gotta go to jail. Shh. Go get your money. So don't tell anybody. Go get your money. Go get your, here's, money. Here's, go get your here. money. Shh, it's don't
1: not tell insider trading at that point. Because it's though. your own money. Because it's your money. No. But go
2: get your money. Go, go get, get your, your money. I like you, you're my now, friend. Go but get but your these money. These
1: people didn't have to um, actually go to the bank and withdraw this cash money. They just needed to transfer, transfer it to
2: another uh, bank. Well, and then you saw JP Morgan is actually wooing customers. Come, Come Right. So that was another aspect of all this. All right. So um, the UK uh, Treasury has begun canvassing startups, asking how much they have on deposit, their approximate cash burn and their access to banking facilities at SVB and beyond. Two people familiar with the matter said asking not to be identified because the information is in public. The Treasury declined to comment on the survey. Founders were anxiously awaiting the outcome of the roundtable and any information about how their deposits at the bank would be handled. Uh, Toby Mather, CEO of education software startup Lingamy, uh, has 85% of his company's cash in SVB. <sighs> he tried to transfer his accounts from SVB using an iPhone app, but as of Saturday evening, he wasn't sure whether that worked. Oh, dear God. This is life or death for us. These things seemed so mundane before. Okay, so he tried to move it to another bank. He didn't get the memo.
1: You didn't get it early enough. He
2: didn't get the memo. And that's the way these bank runs always work. Because only the big people at the very beginning—you've seen *It's a Wonderful Life*—get their money out, <laughs> right. okay? Uh, Jack O'Mara, founder of the London—let uh, uh, me just go back to *It's a Wonderful Life* just real quick. When George Bailey comes in and says the money isn't here, it's at this person's house, and at this person, here's the thing, that this person—here's the thing—that was real. Right. That was real money, and yeah. it really was invested. Right. right now, this money doesn't even exist. It's nowhere. Right. Okay, they made this stuff up. 2 trillion, 2.2 trillion in the United States in circulation, 18 trillion on the books. Yeah. Literally made up out of thin air. What if you, and we talk about this all the time on our show. This is the best visual for you guys to understand the fiat system and how it has got to go. 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 Because this, the bank run with George Bailey was real. I'm going to, I was just going to play in the background. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't have to play it. it was, was real kind of because that was role. real money. Right. Real money. Okay. Actually, Black we could.
7: Fuck as it appeared Stupid. I have some news for you, folks. I was just talking to old man Potter, and he's guaranteed cash payments to the bank. The bank's going to reel. Well, no, Charlie. I didn't even ask him. We don't need Potter over here. And I'll
8: take mine now.
7: No, but you're. You're, you're thinking of this place all wrong as if I had the money back in a safe. The money's not here. Well, your money's in Joe's house. That's right next to yours. And in the Kennedy house and Mrs. Maitland's house and a hundred others. You're lending them the money to build and then they're going to pay it
8: back to you as best they can. What are you going to do, foreclose on them? I got $242 in here and $242 isn't going to break anybody.
1: So there you go. And now you you can see how it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. But this was prior to fractional reserve banking. Well, this
2: was after, this was right after. Before, I guess. This was right after the Federal Reserve was created. So, but this, but that, the way George Bailey's bank was run was traditional banking. Not with fractional reserve banking. So when he said, your money's in such and such and such and such, what, the the way, explain it to him how it works now, though. People understood, but here's the thing. People understood back then That it was a little bit of a risk that they, and you actually got interested. Well,
1: no, you could, it was a risk because A, you could have something like this happen or B, you know, so-and-so may not pay back, whatever.
2: But the point is that, but you got, you got a return on your investment. It was an investment to put your money in the bank was an investment because bankers would take just your money, right? just your money. And then they would invest it and you would get an interest rate. And that's, this goes back to Bible times. You could have put it in the bank and get some interest. But now
1: he just said, "I've deposited two hundred and forty some odd dollars mm-hmm. today. If you've deposited two hundred and forty some odd dollars, then they can then lend out ninety percent of that. Like, not no, hang on, let me, let me rephrase that. It's they can now pretend and add zeros to that, right. like, and a ninety percent so, increase of fake money." Right. That comes off of that, right? Okay, so you're and looking, then
2: somebody can take that money and, and put then that exactly, back in the bank and then that gets and it's it's
1: all fake money. It's all fake. Money. It's, all fake money. it's all fake money because it's all zeros and it doesn't have any basis in reality. Mm-hmm. That is what is so evil about our banking system, and I'm telling you. Like Leah said the other day, I think this is the canary in the coal mine to exposing how fraudulent the worldwide banking system is, and it is going to have to come down.
2: Jack O'Mara, founder of the London genomics startup Ochre Bio, spent the weekend trying unsuccessfully to move his deposits out of SVB. Uh, if there is no intervention, it could really wipe out a generation of entrepreneur companies. U.S. Representative uh, Roe Conan of uh, California held a town hall Friday that was attended by more than 600 people, including startup founders, tech leaders, and SVB employees. So uh, some customers in California, many of them startup founders, stood outside in the bank Silicon uh, um, Valley, um, their Sand Hill Road Branch. branch, in the cold rain on Friday, knocking on the locked glass doors, trying to get representatives of the FDIC uh, corporation to answer their questions. Uh, A drones startup founder uh, said a withdrawal she made on Thursday hadn't gone through and that she was concerned about making payroll for her 12 full-time employees. She had tried calling the FDIC multiple times, but the number doesn't answer. Another customer remarked that he should have brought a bottle of whiskey to pass around as they waited. In trying to get more information from an FDIC representative, he said, put yourself in our shoes. Some of the VC and startup world are trying to come up with temporary fixes. Uncapped, a UK financial tech startup that lends to other startups, said it's launching an emergency funding program to help companies meet payroll and other obligations, as well as longer-term bridge loans to help with working capital. Alexander Fitzgerald, founder of the broadband startup Kaku, and a, f- a former Treasury official noted that the finances of British startups are already stretched due to a slowdown in venture capital funding market. British startups need the Treasury to st- step it fast, step in fast. In Canada, SVB Financial Group's unit. In the country reported $435 million Canadian dollars in secured loans last year, doubled the $212 million Canadian dollars a year earlier. Regulatory uh, filings show its customers include e-commerce software provider Shopify and pharmaceutical company HLS Therapeutics. Toronto-based advertising tech firm Acuity Ads Holding revealed on Saturday it had $55 in deposits at SVB, accounting for more More than 90% of its cash. The firm had halted trading of its stock on Friday after a 14% slump. So what you're going to see is all these little tiny tech startups, they are going to, what's going to happen to their stocks if these companies this is what these are the numbers that I was trying to come up with so you've got one company that's got 2 million in there one company that's got 435 million in there one company's got 55 million in there and they can't access any of it and think about this though when we're talking about the the this stocks a lot of people who have
1: you 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 may not even know but if you have a portfolio you could have some of these tech companies, these small tech companies in your mm. portfolio and not even know it, and that may affect you very minorly, but still, kind of the long term of this, on a, on, a, on a small scale, the long term is is definitely going to be felt and seen, but I believe it is not just the canary in the coal mine of indicating of something larger. It is the start of an avalanche that is going to continue.
2: Yeah, so um, the, across fallout, the, board. the fallout from the Silicon Valley Bank in California went international with British and European un- Union lenders seeing $30 billion wiped off of their portfolios. So these are just stock trading portfolios. And the Bank of England stepping in. Since Friday, the Stocks Europe 600 Banks Index, which also includes l- leading British uh, lenders, saw a mass sell-off. In the wake of the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, the, um, it's the largest since 2008, second in history for the U.S. Now, in in 2008,
1: there was a bailout here in the United States. If that had not happened, we would already be on our reset. We would already be recovering from that. All it did was perpetuate and kick the can down the line. What happened at Silicon Valley Bank, even though Leah did say they're lending to all these tech companies, there's not a lot to back it up, that's with everything. Mm -hmm. Most of these banks have money invested in something that has nothing tangible on the other side of it. It is a house of cards. It is going to collapse and what happened to Silicon Valley Bank is going to happen to almost every single other bank at some point. Yeah. So you choose whether you feel that it's safe for you to hold it in something like... Silicon Valley isn't just the Titanic. Every bank, every big bank is the Titanic at this point.
2: Yeah, in total, the European-UK banking index saw a one-day decline of 3.8%, with 33.5 billion um, pounds (laughs) in euros being... These are all 30, euros yeah. being wiped off their balance sheet. Some of the UK, uh, United Kingdom's largest banks saw their shares fall significantly, which eight, with HSBC declining 4.6%, Lloyd's Banking Group falling 3.3%, and shares in NatWest going down 2.5%. The Lo- The Times of London reports British-based investors in F- SVB have already reportedly failed to withdraw their funds. Um, The British tech startup lobby group said there is a sense of panic among its members. The executive director, Dom Hollis saying, we know that there are a large number of startups and investors in the ecosystem who have, I hate that word when they use it. It's like some sort of like special word, like kitschy in it's, the ecosystem, you know, the tech ecosystem. You know, what, you know what
1: is an ecosystem? The world. An, an ecosystem.
2: <laughs> who has significant exposure to SVB UK and will be very concerned. We have been engaging with the UK government, including Treasury and number 10, about the potential impact. And I know that work has been going on overnight on policy. Um, in response to the failure and the potential of contagion, the Bank of England con- contagion, Britain's equivalent of the US Federal Reserve announced in a late night statement Friday evening that it is planning to use its bank insolvency scheme. So we talked about that. All right, so we're, we're, This we're in a wait and see mode to see how this plays out. But while you're in your wait and see mode, consider this the 40 year period
1: after Jesus died and the fall of the temple. Mm-hmm. You got a little time. Do what you need to do. To get your stuff in order. Okay? And we, we've been saying it for seven years. We've been saying it. We'd say it every week. I feel like we tell y'all, do something. Just do something. That's all I got to say. All right. We ready to move Pal- on. Palette cleanser. Okay. So
2: this is like a news story that's like, what? Matt. Okay. So Brigitte Macron, Amanda Macron's wife, she is his mommy wife and I I don't know why more isn't said about this. It is we covered this ad nauseum <clears throat> with the election with Macron, the first election between Macron and Le Pen. Um, I thought for sure the French would um, find this a disgusting uh, history of Macron and Brigitte. But when I was we took a hiking trip in 2017, we went to the Red Pill Expo in Mon- Montana. It was absolutely wonderful, and we were hiking in Glacier National Park and came across two people from France. And I said, that they liked Macron. And I asked, well, what about Macron and his mommy wife? And they're like, oh, we're French. Oh, we're French. It's not like this. So when Macron was in high school at 15 years old, his now wife was his teacher in her like in her 30s. She had a daughter that was the Late same 30s. age as Macron. So she had a 15-year-old daughter in the same grade as Macron she had three children and she was married and she quote-unquote Fell in love with Macron fell in love with his intellect at 15 This isn't like later like oh she was my teacher when I was 15 and we hooked up in my 20s and she hooked up with Macron okay at 15 years old to so much so that his parents Asked her to stay away from him. And when she did not, they transferred their son away from her school. She was devastated. She was so in love. This 37 or 38 year old woman with three married woman with three children. Okay. Now, this is hilarious to me. She's a pedophile. She's a pedophile. But she is a she. She has three children. Okay. Okay. But there was a complaint. She made a complaint because two women uploaded a YouTube video titled Brigitte Macron is a man, alleging that Brigitte had gender reassignment at 18. On Wednesday, the French newspaper Le Pointe reported that Brigitte's complaint We're pooping right now live on
1: camera. Oh
2: my gosh. It looks like we are anyway. No, no. we're sleeping in front of the camera. I don't know That's what's a wing. Is it a wing? Okay, just Yeah, kidding. we're sleeping in front like of the clip. camera. No, we're just sleeping.
1: No, we're not sleeping. She's getting water. She oh, she's
2: bending over to get there. She oh. goes.
1: I thought she was pooping. No. Nope. I thought nope. that would be funny. I've Brid- seen a chicken lay an egg before.
2: These uh, guys are too young. To Brigitte's complaint against the two women was voided by a parish judge. So in t- so these two women made a video <laughs> that said Brigitte had a gender reassignment surgery at eighteen and that she was transgender. It's not true. She has three children. It's documented she's she's a she's a female. But Bridgette... Uh, tried to sue the two women, and the Paris judge threw it out, which I just find this hilarious to me, okay? In its decision, consulted by AFP, the court declared void the summons issued by Brigitte Macron for invasion of privacy and image rights, considering that the facts she denounced should have been qualified of public uh, defamation. Uh, Brigitte Macron, her brother, and the three children of the First Lady had assigned two women on February 15th, one presenting herself as a medium and the other as an independent journalist, they asked the court to condemn these two women to pay them damages for having broadcast on the YouTube channel of the medium, on um, in 2021, a perfectly uh, eccentric thesis, according to which Brigitte Macron, um, born uh, Chagnyu, does does not would uh, never had existed, but that his brother would have taken on his identity after changing sex. So, it is hard to imagine that the First Lady of France, accompanied by the best lawyers, erred in qualifying her complaint as defamation rather than an invasion on privacy. Unless she tries to drop the case as soon as possible not go any further. Um, Brissette's transgender rumor appeared around France's 2022 presidential election, despite the video receiving hundreds of thousands of views and trending on Twitter for days. So, uh, she was 39, by the way. 39 and he was 15. 39. 39 and he was fifth
1: can I just say though to this comment and and this has nothing to do with anything guys <sighs> She's a pedophile. She he married his, his I don't get if I don't care teacher. if you are French. This is not Okay, the fact that the world French people fine Yeah, cray cray French people accepting this y'all voted for him and then you know the story and you're okay with this Okay but, like, I'm, in, I'm remembering President Trump having met these people. And I'm just like, oh, it's so strange. Like, I'm sorry. You're a pedophile. I can't be in a picture with you. I don't care about culture or whatever. Like,
2: you are a legitimate She was basically pedo. 40 years old and he was 15. Ah, uh, not okay. But stop calling people that aren't
1: men men. Women, to stop doing that, everyone. I that that to me, I'm
2: just like, it's I also so childish. Have, I also have another palette cleanser. Would you bring? I think you've got this video up. Okay, so guys, in the midst of all the crazy news, you know what? Sometimes I like to do, I really actually enjoy doing is bringing out the specialties in different areas of the world. Okay, so in Great Britain, they have something called pie that in the United States, pie is either chicken pot pie. Beef pot pie or but it's fruit mostly pie. a fruit it, or fruit. like okay, so we have pumpkin pie. It's a sweet sweet pie. It's a sweet. So if pies somebody are says sweet. since somebody says, Do you want a piece of pie? It's sweet. Ninety nine percent. Well if you if they say you want a piece of pie, that's sweet. Right. They have to say chicken, chicken pot, pot pie, pie or beef pot pie. In in the UK, they've got these really cool pies and pies. Are, they're made with the same crust, but they if they're like all different kinds of ingredients inside. They're like just, we would call them like hot pockets. Yeah, but way better, but more way nutritious. Better. Yeah. And super and tasty. So yummy. they've got hand pies, but then they've got pies and, and and just pies with all kinds of cool stuff in it. It's real food. And to me I wish there were more restaurants that did this because it's really old fashioned, good for you, home cooking. You make
1: everybody hungry.
2: And um Pie makers pubs and restaurants across the country were celebrating pie week, British pie week. And so I wanna celebrate British pie week with you. It's and we're the at North Yorkshire, Yorkshire pub with a
4: savory pie for each week of the year. The Pie Piebald Inn has a selection of 52 pies to choose from and it's incredibly popular during pie week. The pies just as a theme are named after horse breeds. So the stable
8: restaurant, horses and it's just getting busier and busier and busier it was just pie seems to be
2: pause poly. the whole show that's real food how come we don't get real i honestly we have put down uh, uk food for a while that is home cooking we've right we've got there. mashed potatoes
1: peas a some sort of piece of pie with gravy it's, just, it's slathered on this so and it's a giant ma- amount of food yeah Oh, absolutely.
8: Everybody likes a pie, it's good wholesome food, nobody goes home hungry, that is for sure. I mean we do other things as well as pie, but um, pies, everybody likes a pie. I mean they're on most people's menus, it's just that we've gone a little bit overboard and got 52 of them. And very, very different they are, you know, from beef, lamb, chicken, pork, game, fish, vegetarian. We've got some that can be cooked to suit a vegan diet. There's, there's all sorts, something for everybody in there. We're making pies every week of the year, so... You know, the only day we don't serve pies is Christmas Day. When we are open, but we serve a full traditional Christmas lunch.
4: All the pies are made from start to finish in the kitchen with ingredients sourced locally, and there's something for everyone to try.
3: We make absolutely everything from scratch. We get the raw ingredients in. Uh, we work on the balance of flavours when we're making the mixes. And then, of course, we, we hand-roll the pies, uh, and we always will. Some of our chicken pies, are again, some are traditional, some are as way out as a Thai green curry in a pie.
4: The pies draw customers in from near and far, with people traveling across Britain to sample the menu.
3: It's put Hummerby on the map. You know, it's a destination that people are coming from all over the country. And uh, it's word of mouth recommendation is, is we get a load of returning of customers, especially with the, the camps and uh, people holiday in the area. Um, Many people come and say oh, no, we've been recommended from, they could be from Coventry, they could be from Manchester, Scotland, we've had them. Very popular.
4: Every week is Pie Week here at the Piebald Inn, and with such an extensive menu of pies, the pub certainly does justice to the great British dish. Anna Riley, GB News.
2: Stop it. That was just cruel and unusual. So here in the United States, if people go out to eat, it is not food like that. Mm -mm. You guys, he just said that those British pies are on everybody's menu. And I have to say, I think you guys are healthier because of it. And you know what they said? Handmade with local ingredients. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do local ingredients, you're going to spend a gazillion dollars uh, the Golden Lamb is one of the only restaurants that I've been to that does local ingredients, and it's very good, and it's very well. It, but it is very expensive, <laughs> and it seemed to me that people could uh, regularly, regular people could afford that pie at that restaurant. It didn't look that meal. upscale. So who would like to send me from the UK some of your British? No, I was
1: actually just thinking who would <laughs> like to send me to the UK. That's what I was sitting I, there, thinking. Like, I okay, it's time to go. It, we've been trying to get there for six or seven years. It is time to make the trek. The pie clip has sealed it in my mind. I, need I to got go to, the to pie go. Bolt. I have to go to the pie bolt. I have to go there. We already yeah. have a place to stay. We got several yeah. places to stay, actually, <laughs> when
2: we go there. that
1: was I need yeah. that in my life. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to come back, and they will have to weigh me. It's like taking a cruise ship. no
2: because they you were to walk everywhere that's right so you walk everywhere right. and you burn it off and you enjoy yourself and it's it'll be great
1: it's awesome I'm, I'm getting excited about this UK trip I just planned in my head I know all right
2: <laughs> let's go to Italy Giorgio Maloney declares a war on people smugglers pushing migration so the Italian Prime Minister Giorgio Maloney has declared war on the people smugglers uh, promising prison terms up to 30 years. She said she intends to send it out the message that it does it not to pay to enter Italy illegally. Maloney declared that her administration is going on the offense, pledging, pledging to hunt down human traffickers around the globe. Uh, she is uh, Italy's first female prime minister, and she delivered her remarks on Friday at a special meeting of her cabinet in the uh, Calabrian town of Cutro. The site of a recent shipwreck that resulted in the deaths of most of 72 mostly Middle Eastern migrants the fatal voyage was part of an ongoing scheme by smugglers to ferry migrants across the Mediterranean Sea into Italy. An Italian police immediately arrested and charged one alleged human trafficker found among the survivors of the shipwreck. Authorities later detained two more men in connection with the operation. The three arrested were a Turkish man and two Pakistani nationals who reportedly charged the migrants some 8,000 euros each to make the journey. That's a life savings, by Mm. the way, from Turkey to Calibre. Um, Calabria, the immensely popular Maloney was greeted with enthusiastic applause and waving flags as she made her way through the southern Italian town. Our response to what has happened is a policy of a great firmness on the ground, Maloney said, adding that Italy would act against both traffickers on the water and those in the third world countries. Uh, third countries and third world countries who organized the trips. The prime minister also said that countries that educate their citizens about the risk of using criminal networks to travel to Italy would get preferential quotas for legal migrant workers. Maloney's message received res- support from an unlikely ally in the person of Pope Francis, who sharply criticized the actions of the people smugglers. Very interesting there. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Wagner mercenaries have taken control of half of Bakhmut. UK intel says. So Russian forces have made progress in their campaign to capture the city of Bakhmut in eastern Ukraine, the focus of the world's the war's longest ground battle. Lar- yeah, ground battle. But their assault will be difficult to sustain without more significant personal losses, the British military s- official said on Saturday. The Ministry of Defense, the MOD, said in its latest assessment that paramilitary units from the Kremlin-controlled Wagner Group have seized most of eastern Bakhmut, with uh, a river flowing through the city now marking the front line of the fighting. The mining city is located in the Donst province, one of four regions of Ukraine that Russian President Vladimir Putin illegally annexed last year with the vote that they voted on. Russia's military opened. You're going to vote? Uh, The military, you know, held the election, so... (laughs) Um, Russia's military opened the campaign to take control of Bakhmut in August and both sides have experienced staggering casualties. Ukrainian troops and supply lines remain vulnerable to continued Russian attempts to outflank the defenders from the north and the south as the Wagner group's forces tried to close in on them in a pincer movement, the UK ministry said. However, the ministry added, it will be highly challenging for Wagner soldiers to push ahead because Ukraine has destroyed key bridges over the river. While Ukrainian sniper fire from fortified buildings further west has made the thin strip of open ground in the city center a killing zone. Russian military bloggers and other pro-Kremlin telegram accounts claimed Friday that Russian forces had entered a metal processing plant in northern, northwestern Bakhmut. The Institute for the Study of War, a Washington-based think tank, also Also referenced geolocated footage showing Russian forces within 800 meters of the AZOM plant, a heavily built up and fortified complex. The Institute reported in its Friday night assessment that Moscow's apparent focus on capturing the plant rather than opting for a wider encirclement of Western Bakhmut. by attempting to take nearby villages was largely to bring a further wave of Russian casualties. Ukraine's ground forces on Saturday signaled their intention to hold out in Bakhmut. All right, so that's the update there. I love a tweet
1: from the Ministry of Defense in the UK um with hashtag stand with Ukraine.
2: Like it's it's it, this is propaganda. It is propaganda. It's
1: unbelievable.
2: It's absolute propaganda. Or totally believable. Speaking of propaganda, let let us go and and and, and stand in solidarity solidar, solidarity. Got that word right. With the farmers in the Netherlands. So farmers drove their tractors towards The Hague the capital of the Netherlands early Saturday in defiance of a ban on the heavy vehicles uh, imposed ahead of a protest against the government's plan government's plan to reduce nitrate emissions no. with some calling for a nexit which would be the Dutch exit from the European Union because That's this not is not pressure, plan. pressure from the European Union on has, on these
1: tractors It farmers. doesn't have anything to do with the nitrates that's what they're saying that's what they're telling you it has everything to do with the fact that they need to seize your land because there's too many farms so they say in the Netherlands for them to do their to build their industrial you know whatever they want to build.
2: Yeah, while Amsterdam is the official capital of the Netherlands, The Hague is its administrative capital, hosting its its uh, executive, legislative, and highest court. You, the municipal government imposed an emergency order in the city on a day when thousands of farmers were set to gather in a park, and climate activists from the Extinction Rebellion group were also planning a protest uh action on a major road authorities placed army trucks near some crossroads ready to block the streets if tractors tried to drive into the city center the demonstrations come days before dutch voters go to the polls in provincial elections wednesday that indirectly also elect the national parliament's upper house and could have an effect on proposals for reducing nitrate use driven by the european union dictates and likely to inflict a heavy blow on farmers the Netherlands produces um, more food per capita than any nation in the world for the world, and they've done so by not increasing their fertilizer use. Their fertilizer usage since the fifties that's absolutely insane. unheard of. They are the most economical. So, meaning out of everybody in the world, they're farmers. using the least amount. I of talked about this. There's nitrates and
1: fertilizer. There
2: is some the, the the Dutch have an ability to farm. You know who come. You know who are the Amish here. In the United States, They're the Pennsylvania Dutch, the Dutch yes. who who knows how to farm in South Africa and Zimbabwe, they were the Dutch. They went down in the 1600s. The Dutch have an anointing by God to grow food in a natural, wholesome way. This is an attack on God-given gifts. It wasn't given to Swedes. It wasn't given to people in India. It wasn't given to people in South Africa. I or South America. It was given to these Dutch farmers and they have it deep inside their soul on how to work with God and nature's God to grow food. These people are absolute geniuses when it comes to growing food. You know, here in the United States, the Amish and the Mennonites still speak Pennsylvanian Dutch. Why is it? Why do they still do that? I think because there is an anointing because there, there's some, God gives certain groups of people anointings. Here it comes. He just does. Yeah, and they have to keep part. They know deep inside that they, it, the, the moment that they step outside of mm. that anointing, they'll lose the anointing to grow the food. That's good. I have gone to our Mennonite uh, farmers' farm. Now, granted, they do use lots of modern ways, and and half of their, even our 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 friends who do organic growing, they use fertilizers and different modern methods for what they sell to the big box stores but they have these the, one one son, so the, the the different kids are allowed to come up with their own money making schemes but it's got to be around food now what lee
1: is referring to for those of you that don't follow our show regularly is we are part of a cow herd share yeah, where we get raw milk every single week and mm-hmm. a plethora of other things. So they not only do they have the herd share, but they also have kind of a food co-op so, where you can get certain, you know, organic but produce. And they, also, and they also sell to non-organic. kind of non-organic stuff to like local In produce bulk. places. In bulk, Yeah, like right? jungle gyms or whatever. So
2: one son wanted to grow peppers. This young man had like four or five rows, like a quarter mile long. I don't know, <clears> it was just her... Of these plants with loaded with peppers like this big and I'm like what and another son he created um, they have a pond that they you know how they do their ponds they get horses and they they like, is it called dredging? I think something like that. I know yeah. you dredge a pond that's already no, a pond. they just drag something, they that drag gets the this thing around in out. a in a circle and they build these ponds because they, the ponds are for not just for ice skating, which they do ice skate on, uh, they're for making ice and for using as irrigation for their crops. They put their large Clydesdales. Now, our Amish, our Mennonite Amish farmers do this. This is not worldwide, they've created this, and I think Scott helped everybody create this because Scott he, Richardson was our Amish farmer who and he was died engineer. tragically in a car accident. He was an engineer, he was an Englishman before in American English, they call him English. He created a horse treadmill, like a giant
1: wooden horse treadmill that powers with a big giant chain a PTO. And then the PTO operates a whole host of things. They can drills. operate uh, air-powered tools and drills and a pump Speaking to the irrigation. Irrigation So they grow
2: all kinds of great food. So I think that there's an anointing there that they've stepped into and they're neither. Here's the thing. They stepped into that anointing and they aren't descendants. They aren't Dutch. Not a a lick of them, but they speak it. Right. They said, I want your anointing. They basically said, I want your anointing and they got it. Kind of like Ruth and Naomi. Like my, your people will, will be my people. All right. So the farmers are protesting the government policy on child welfare benefits And the treatment of residents in the northern province of Groningen. Thank you. Whose homes have been damaged by earthquakes caused by decades of natural gas extraction. Now, that's a whole other story. Uh, You don't have a right, honestly. I know a lot of people like fracking. You don't have a a right to damage people's homes underground. Come on. Okay. uh, Rotterdam, a broadcaster, not going to pronounce it, Ringbunk. Uh, showed video of a convoy of tractors crossing the city's Erasmus Bridge early Saturday, apparently on the way to The Hague. One of the tractors was emblazoned with the banner saying, in Dutch, proud of the farmer. Police in The Hague said they stopped a group of tractors near the city and told their drivers to park in a nearby village and take the bus to the protests. The city's mayor said this week he uh, would allow just two tractors to the park at the event. Anger at the moves to cut nitrate use has spread uh, from the Netherlands to other European nations, with there being a widespread perception that the policies are being driven by the European Union. Just over a week ago, farmers drove hundreds of tractors into the heart of the Belgian capital of Brussels, which also serves as the EU's um, main seat of power, snarling traffic. We see tractors on their way to The Hague from various locations, police in the city tweeted. We are monitoring the road and telling drivers of these vehicles not to enter The Hague. So go ahead and play some of these videos if you want. Um, I kind of had it muted. You can give a little bit of volume. All those. Look at all the balloons. The city banned tractors, citing safety concerns. And the pro- at protests in recent years, like, farmers have that's driven hundreds of tractors into the center of the Hague. The government has said that nitrate emissions, which are produced by livestock transport industry, must be drastically re- reduced. Close to uh, nature areas that are part of a network of protected habitats for endangered plants and wildlife, stretching across the 27 so member European Union. this looks European like a Beach. I don't have any of the other ones up. I so go think. ahead and go. I that was because my computer was kind of freezing on me, so I figured they're all kind of together. So we'll just kind of. Scroll down here, and uh, I guess we can go through some, and I'll read some. So go ahead. This is the face, uh, Eva Vilar, and we've played her on the she show. She, she is does interview She's kind of the spokeswoman for the Dutch farmers. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge protest here today.
9: Obviously, uh, tens of thousands of people. What brings them all out here today?
2: Everybody is out here
9: today because they understand that when our government actually expropriates our farmers, we will first have, you know, big problems with our food supply, but second. If they're going to be able to do that, you know, we're all next. Yeah. It's like, it's about all of our rights, these are our constitutional rights. If they don't mean anything, then it's a matter of time till we're up next. The, the expropriation of the farms is what's so shocking to people in Canada, because, you know, in Canada, Justin Trudeau is reducing the amount of nitrogen farmers are allowed to use, but he hasn't gone so far to take away farms. Why is Ruta so extreme? So I think that's a matter of time, by the way, because they started out that way here as well. But But Mark Goethe, just like your, actually, your prime minister is, he's, you know, best friends with people like Kochlob. They're all, we're a pilot country. And we're an easier pilot country, I think, than Canada because we are much smaller so if they can do it here you know and this is a war of attrition this has been going on for years now so this is an easy little country where people you know the folder culture I don't know if you've heard of that word before but it's like it symbolizes kind of like what we are like as a nation we're a country of compromise you know we're a country of dia- like dialogue and using that abusing that for evil purposes will get you sadly quite far till the point that people start speaking up and speaking out against it and i think that is what we're seeing here today which is just really heartwarming really well there's there's obviously a lot of dutch flags in the so audience so but there's also so a lot so of canadian bad. flags that i'm seeing why
0: do you think that is
9: the, well, the Dutch farmers drew a lot of inspiration from the way that you showed Trudeau who was boss, you know, with the truckers. So they're they're like we're brothers and sisters in the same fight against the globalist agenda. So I think people realize that. And our our flag obviously is turned upside down because we want to signify that we are a nation in distress, which we really
10: are. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate that's it. really
1: interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, the fact that they're flying the or uh, yeah. having the Canadian flags. The fact that they have their flag upside yeah. down given our you know broad knowledge of world flags i wouldn't have noticed but i
2: wouldn't have it just this they, they, it's, the stripes are it's, all kind of but they know a, but they know but it may
1: represent the flag of another country when you turn it upside down i, I don't think know it does. I think you know it does. What
2: i'm saying uh peter sweden says i was driving through the netherlands today and i constantly saw flags and signs supporting the dutch farmers even cars with stickers showing support the people are standing against tyranny this is a massive movement and this is a video that she made like uh, a week or two ago and I haven't played, we haven't played this one yet, so go ahead and play this one.
9: Come on. Protest last summer. Do you remember how they fought for our freedom? Well, I'm sorry to say it, but I have bad news for you. Our farmers are losing and the Dutch government is winning the fight. They have doubled down on their plans to expropriate 3,000 farms before the year of 2030. They call it expropriation I call it theft in the name of climate change. And how are they doing this? Well, they're waging a war of attrition against the farmers while simultaneously vilifying them continuously in the media. And that strategy has been proven to be very successful. Whenever I speak to our farmers now, I can tell that they are losing hope. And who could blame them? They've been badgered, intimidated, and vilified. They're afraid to be threatened, arrested, or even shot at again. They are afraid that they have lost the support of the people. The same people they provide with food every single day. And that's why I'm reaching out to you right now, because I know that that is not true. Last year, the farmers gave us hope and courage, and now it is time we return the favor. There are elections coming up in the Netherlands and we have to show our government who is boss. And our farmers are the only ones that have the manpower to do it. As civilians, we have to stand united with our farmers against the totalitarian forces who want to cut our food supply and take away our rights in order to control us. It is absolutely vital to let our farmers know that they do not stand alone. Let them know you'll support them if they decide to protest again. them, no. Please leave a message of encouragement here in the comments or tweet out using hashtag DutchFarmers. Because remember, no farmers, no food. So Very well done
1: all right let's see so here's um footage of the uh, it says only authoritarian regime regimes use military force against peaceful protests Mm -hmm. the eu's nitrate directive jeopardizes the future of the world's top farmers so it's time to oppose these unjust measures and stand with our dutch farmers so there you go their whole
2: livelihoods are on the line
1: yeah So let's see, Leah. Do you have anything else down yeah, here? Yeah, keep, we'll keep going. We'll just keep a couple more. Oh, I love There's, this. A couple. There's so many tractors when on, on the streets. On the <laughs> I can't believe it's come down to farmers. I mean, they, mm-hmm. when they go after the farmers, I mean that's just kind of the the end. They they want you to start, but look how happy these people are! They're dancing, they're kind of jumping to the music. They are happy. Little heart balloons. They are happy. And again, back back to the fact that they're flying these and Canadian this flags. Was, uh, this was
2: in Brussels last week.
1: Just line after line after line of tractor. Jeez, they're doing this on their own time. Own dime. These are everyday hard working men and women. Like they do the work. Yeah. All of these people that are dictating to them, yeah. telling them just well, they, leave that up for a second. That right? they can't
2: farm anymore. Yeah. It's like These people have never lifted a pen, much less done a a good, honest days of work. The governing coalition wants to cut emissions of pollutants, predominantly nitrates, by 50%. By 2030, ministers call the proposal an unavoidable transition that aims to improve air, land, and water quality. Farms that have existed for generations now have to close down. Not coincidentally, Stalin, Mao, and Pol Pot all wage war against farmers. You guys remember this? So, um, and I read a book about... um, Chairman Mao, and he starved a bunch of people. So there were really great farmers who had who grew rice, mm-hmm. and he took their farms away from people and gave it to people who didn't know how to grow rice. And then he killed millions of people through starvation. It made absolutely no sense. He pulled all these people off their farms, put them in communities, community communal living, and people starved. This happened the same thing. Ukrainians starved. Uh, because Russians did the same thing, taking farms, putting uh, making communal farms and people don't work when they f- want to work when they're forced to work. Uh, and it's not their land. Um, uh, this ha- this is happening in South Africa right now today. And it happened in Zimbabwe, uh, meat. They want to replace with insects, cars. They want to ban freedom surveilled by QR codes. This EU is increasingly becoming the EU, U S S R. As the Dutch farmers carry on their protest, Extinction Rebellion activists are demanding an end to what they call government support of fossil fuel companies. Authorities um, erected some some barricades. Now, speaking of this, so they want to get the farmers off their land. The farmers own their land. This is their land. They own it. But this is what they want to do. So um, Neil Oliver had on a guy to talk about the 15-minute cities. Now, this is a big deal because you sure? I'm
1: not screen sharing.
2: Oh, okay. This is a big deal because in the UK, there is a legit proposal to make these 15 or 20 minute cities to where people cannot go in or out of an area in a car if you don't live there.
1: This is insane.
10: Now, are you in favor of town planning that ensures your work, your shops, your education needs, your healthcare and leisure are all within a 15 minute walk or cycle ride of your home?
2: Why 15 minutes? Why not? On the one hand, the idea sounds
10: benign, but in British cities, including Bath, Canterbury, Edinburgh and Oxford, the very idea is being actively challenged by protesters who fear the thin end of a dystopian totalitarian socialist wedge designed only to strip them of their traditional freedom. I'm joined now by Alan Miller from the Together Declaration and shortly also by Nathan Albach, an urbanologist from Philadelphia. Alan, thanks for coming in. What exactly is proposed um, or being pushed in Oxford and the other cities?
6: Uh, So in Oxford we've had a number of different things, so they keep calling them trials, we've had low traffic neighbourhoods they said were trials, even though 65% of people who responded to the consultation said they did not want them. Then you've had a proposal for uh, bus gates. Uh, and bus gates when they've put the proposal without getting too complex for the travel traffic plan for Oxfordshire County Council do uh, they intertwine that with the idea of a 20-minute neighbourhood but basically the bus gates mean you can have 70 passes to drive if you're local uh, 100 passes a year uh, but if you're not, you can't, and there's a ring road you have to go around. Slightly different in Bath, where you have a ring of steel, they call it, a very lovely name, uh, and you have low-traffic neighbourhoods as well. Uh, and we've seen in other places, like in London, where Ealing, where they've got rid of low-traffic neighbourhoods, because residents have challenged it, you still have a discussion about a 20-minute neighbourhood, and we might have some of these road closures as well. So basically, they're a top-down Imposition using the idea this would be a lovely livable street, active travel, it's all about people, friendly oriented, but actually what it means is, it's an attack on cars and our freedom of movement and independence.
10: That is what it feels like, because what I'm suspicious about is the fact that a coercive element is there first. You know, that, you know whatever big flower boxes blocking roads, yeah. talk of fines for people that, that use their car on the wrong sort of journey too many times in the year you'd have thought if it was a naturally utopian, good for the people initiative, people would just naturally incline towards it without having to be pushed.
6: Absolutely. Well, one of the things is as well that we've seen in Oxfordshire, with the County Council, we've seen that... In the consultation, they had a report and a survey done beforehand, but they suppressed it according to Freedom of Information revelations that were in The Times this week uh, and, on, and the Oxford Mail uh, until after the consultation ended, because apparently they, the councillors didn't want uh, people to see what this would mean, would contradict their very own s- study. A bit like what's happened with Sadiq Khan, it sounds like, with the ULES situation. And our point together is that Uh, why we say free our streets but also take back democracy is that the public should be at the heart of town and city planning, urban planning what we need in terms of travel, dynamic trade, infrastructure, housing you know what happened to local authorities the idea they would provide decent services But also, it's not just local authorities, it's central government have been underwriting this and funding it, which is why we've been campaigning, saying to Mark Harper and the Department for Transport, you need to cut this umbilical cord now, because this underwriting of road closures, undemocratically imposed is damaging businesses, they're being forced to close down, we've seen it on the Cowley Road in Oxford, we've seen it on Middleton Road, hundred years of trade in Middleton Road, shops having to close, we've seen um, that in a number of areas across the UK now, and also residents, all types of residents, not what they say, which is conspiracist and far right, but a whole different demographic, diverse, multi-generational, uh, are, are all being impacted in a negative way and I think that what's going to happen Neil, is like we've seen in Littlemore and award in Oxford that many more people are going to be standing independently, going to be challenging, Labour won it by a tiny clinch by 100 votes, they brought out all the guns, lots of people to canvass, but that was a 3 or 4 week campaign that people stood independently and as these low traffic neighbourhood In positions and as these 15 minute and 20 minute neighborhoods that are basically a technocrats idea of what we should do, the great unwashed, how we should travel and not travel without providing any better provision in any way. We're going to see much more of a fight back. And we're actually supporting people locally, nationally Mm -hmm. uh, to do that alongside launching our cabinet.
2: Okay, so if you just scroll, I think it's up just one. You can hear somebody, um, a resident talking about the why they don't want the 15 minute cities.
7: You you made a decision on our behalf to vote in favour of a 20-minute neighbourhood uh, plan for, for the county of Norfolk.
2: Norfolk.
7: But since then, we found out that Thetford, along with Attleboro and Ratheath, are to be considered for trial towns for said programme. What gave you the right to vote for me about an issue which is going to dramatically affect?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's really loud. People well, are cheering. Well, it's hard to hear him. Yeah, he's.
7: Why did you think that that was okay to vote on our behalf without a public meeting, without consultation or without any any evidence being put before us as to how that's going to affect and detriment our lives,
4: which it will? I'm really pleased that you've used the word evidence. Okay. Because if you refer back to the motion that you're referring to, it said, to explore and understand, so that we can collate the information and go, is it a good idea or not a good idea? Listen,
7: listen, it doesn't matter about the evidence, the mere suggestion that we should have our lives, it doesn't matter what evidence you collate, collude, or gain together at a later date, you should have, as a town mayor, as a town person, in your biography, you talk about, I'm passionate about Thetford, well, I've got to be honest, there's a lot of people here tonight that are pretty concerned as to why you're making decisions on their behalf without consultation. Yeah. And am one of them, let yeah. yeah. me tell you now, I don't consent. I don't need your help. I I help? Mean, it now, bearing in mind, you've got an election coming up on the 4th of May, OK? If yeah. we move that consent, we will do our best to make sure that you don't get in, because you, without, you're there as a councillor, you're there for us. Okay, We're you operate for us. All residents' views. You work for us. I am there to represent all residents. Yeah, all
4: residents. So, yeah, so who did you ask?
7: So who did you know, so ask? Who did you
4: consult? There is no. We are going into that laboratory
2: consultation phase. So the councillor, which is like a. City Council is saying, mm-hmm. we well, we're just in the we're just in the planning phases to so see." He's like, if "We, we don't do even it.
1: need to be planning. We don't need to even see if this is a good idea or not. It's not a good idea. It's not a good. You idea. shouldn't be considering it." For those of you that are, are mm-hmm. misunderstanding what this is, is they're trying to. They're saying 15 minute cities, meaning mm-hmm. you can't travel outside of the 15 minutes. You can't go where you need to go. You can't do what you need to do. You're not if you travel, like uh, Neil Oliver just pointed out, to an unapproved. Yeah. Too many unapproved places. Too many times they're trapping you. Yeah. Fifteen minute cities equals
2: trapped. And I want to tie that in. I need to grab
1: my chair here.
2: I don't know if you're trapped in or if you're most other people are tra- are, are not allowed in. No, Neil just said if you
1: travel to too many unapproved places. Okay. Right. There's things that are blockading.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. No, it's not. They're not trying to keep people out. They're trying to keep people in. They don't want mm-hmm. you going places because. So no, it's not a good idea for you to have to be limited. Mm-hmm. To where you can and cannot go. I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Well,
2: speaking of ridiculous, so Greta Thunberg. But I wanted to tie oh, this into okay. the Trump thing. Okay, tie it in. Trump
1: saying that he wants to have these mega cities. Um, I'm sorry, that just sounds like regurgitated. It sounds like a 15 minute city. That's all it sounds like to me. Okay, Greta.
2: Yeah, no, and that's another, that's something that we will explore more on another date because I think that that is something we need to speak against. Yes. Um, Greta Thunberg. Wrote a tweet in 2018. She deleted it. Now, why did she delete it? Well, because in 2018, she tweeted out a tweet. A top climate, climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. So this was an article predicting humans would go extinct by this year due to climate change. And so she deleted it because we're all still here. The website, Tunberg source, in her original teet, tweet, uh, gritpost.com, has since been shut down. Time flies when you're on the grift, one Twitter user wrote. According to the U.S. Sun, Tunberg's net worth is estimated at $1 million now. Some noted that her original uh, How is post, she making all this money? I know. Was made in June of 2018 and said, we still have three months. Wow. Others defended Thunberg and said she meant that something needed to be done within five years to prevent the eventual extinction of mankind. Uh, Thunberg, um, you know about her, so I just thought that was funny. She took that one down.
3: That's took really that funny. one
2: down. Scientists have created motherless lab mice. Could pave the way for gay men to have children. Scientists have... Uh Scientists have created mice with no biological mother by turning skin cells from a male mouse into an egg potentially allowing gay male couples to have biological children. The experiment's results were reported at the Third International Summit on Human Genome Editing. Paved the way for gay men to have children related to both parents. Overseen by uh, Hayashi of Japan's Kirushu University, the experiment represents a significant advance on similar research conducted in 2018, which produced 12 mice derived solely from male parents who were born with breathing difficulties and did not survive for long. This time, researchers attempted 600 implants and produced just seven mice. But all seven appeared to grow up healthy and have children of their own. This is the first case of making robust mammal egg cells with male cells. Purely in terms of technology, it will be possible in humans and even in 10 years, the scientist said, adding that he did know whether... Um, adding that he didn't know whether male-derived eggs would be available for reproduction, though he reportedly said he was in favor of men making use of the procedure provided it was proven safe. This is not a question just for scientific program. Now, did they say where they were going to implant said fertilized egg? Still in a female? To grow? That's an excellent question. (laughs) Where is it going to grow? Where's this child going to grow? You still got to find a person, a woman, unless they have these like little body chambers and that's what we've, like we've that. talked about, yeah. the body chambers and having a cell grow in a body chamber now. I actually seriously started to cry in my, like back of my, I got like got teary-eyed thinking about the grotesque mindset of somebody wanting to eliminate a mom. Do you know what it's like to have a mom and a dad? You know, children need a mom. I have baby chicks. They are happy for you to hold them here because you're mimicking a mom. Because every child is born to hold and snuggle. You know, there's actually a connection that, let me tell you something. Children who can have detachment disorder If they are not raised right with a mother and a father, but particularly, particularly, and this is not some sort of feminist agenda or even a, this is true, true biology. Children are designed to be raised right here, up close and personal for up to, for at least the first six months to a year. A mother, a child is creating uh, bonds, human bonds. So essentially Knowing love and nurture are going to
1: create robots.
2: Yeah. Your child children. And, and here's the thing with formula, you guys, children need to be breastfed. You are going to have children need that closeness with a mother. They need it. There is a bonding system that God himself has created. And when you are trying to play God, I pray to God, he strikes you with lightning.
1: And there's also a physical aspect of the nutrition that it's, it's fascinating. I didn't learn this until I was an adult. That when a mother is breastfeeding, um, her the, milk, the signal that the child is giving is just from the breastfeeding, will then I don't I don't I literally have no idea how this works. Mm. The mother's body will then give the child more of what they need or less or whatever, mm. and and so just from a physical developmental standpoint. To me, this is just—I mean, it's—it's it's God's perfect design, and I'll be honest, because I'm allowed to say what I want. I don't mean this judgmentally, so please don't receive it this way. But it's my show, and I really enjoy being able to say my thoughts and speak them freely. When I hear about my friends who have children via cesarean section, or um, with, and if then, it's, and then if it's if not—if it's—I was getting to that point. Um, or they—they they don't breastfeed, and it's not 100% necessary. They just do it because they choose to, because that's the choice because A, they don't want to best breastfeed or they give the child like literally, this is the biggest thing that I hear. I planned on breastfeeding and then they just wouldn't latch on. And so we had to go to formula. No, you don't have to go to formula just because they don't latch on. There, there are, coaches. are coaches that will work with you. And it's, I think that a lot of moms, it's uncomfortable. It's a weird, and it's just a lot easier to just, you know, push it, but it's so bad for the child. And so my heart breaks when I have, when I hear about friends who just schedule
2: a cesarean well, section for no reason, or they, they bottle feed for a child. You gets, and it's very interesting how God works this out. When you give birth naturally, your child gets all its good bacteria for, for its yeah, gut. there's just so much involved. God, God had an amazing,
1: beautiful, perfect design. So back to this mm. story. Uh, my number one thought throughout this, as you were reading, is from the left and the fight for abortion. All we hear, and the only argument that we hear is how horrific and damaging and mentally taxing it is for a female to bring a child into this world. Mm -hmm. It is literally, as far as the left is concerned, unless it's something that you really desire, by default, it's a bad
2: experience. It is the worst thing. No one should ever have to go through it. That's what we hear. Israeli researchers have actually successfully gestated hundreds of mice in these artificial wombs. But why? And Israel, still, why? I'm not done.
1: Go ahead. My last, the, there's two half of that. I was, I was setting this up, man. You, I was bumped that spike. I bumped set it and you just let it fall. So what I'm getting at here is if we're told how awful it is, and then this article or this idea is then meant for us to believe that it's such an, it's such an amazing, incredible experience. How dare women or society deny that from men? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like on the one hand, it's the worst possible experience. And on the other hand, it's so incredible. How dare we deny that Mm. to men? I don't get, I don't
2: get this. Yeah. That was my bump set spike. You know, um, I just go back to, I am an advocate for children. I will constantly be an advocate for children and not for selfish adults. Come on. Okay. I thought our world was overpopulated. Why are you spending research now you said it millions now and millions of dollars in research to create artificial babies why are you so selfish that you need to have your genes passed on children need parents and these and are there the same are people that would tell you you thousands. are
1: only allowed to get a dog from a rescue you can't get them from a breeder these are the same people that are pushing this i bet
2: oh absolutely this is absolutely insane you, you do up. not need to have to raise children they're there are so many children in need of adoption Yeah, who legitimately don't have a mom or a dad. Their mom and dad may be dead. They may have abandoned them. Um, and the fact that these rich elite people are like, no, no, no. We want to start fresh with the best. And you know it has to do with gene editing and they want, they you want know, to the play super God. children and play God. And so, to, and dear Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you the stop these Jesus. people That's right. from playing God Amen. and you show them who is God. Now, vindicated, a, um, and I guess you can play this video here if you want to, um, a Christian street preacher was arrested uh, and convicted for misgendering someone, and that conviction has been overturned in the UK. Yeah, let me find it because I don't have that one up. Did you have it up? You just had it up. It's right, right there. there. That was the same article? Um, watch your hand there. Where did she go? There oh, there it. it is. Yeah. A Christian street preacher has been vindicated after his conviction for harassment for declaring that a trans woman was, in fact, a man. It was overturned. David McConnell was given a 12-month community order accompanied by 80 hours of unpaid work in September for allegedly misgendering Farah uh, Mooner while he was preaching on the streets in Leeds in 2021. This uh, has had his conviction squashed at the Leeds Magistrates Court this week, according to the BBC. Men and women
11: of Leeds, Jesus didn't come to condemn you. Jesus came to save you. Let me tell you who I am. My name is David, and I'm a Christian preacher. I knew that I wasn't being treated the way I should be treated in that situation. This is where I was set up, this is where the crowd began to gather. Does
3: God accept the LGBT community? This gentleman asked a question, does God
11: accept the LGBT community? Yes, this is the first for me, uh, being arrested for so-called misgendering someone. You're aware she's a woman? No, I'm fully aware that this is a man. It's absolutely worrying, you know. Just because somebody feels like a woman or they believe they're a woman, if we simply say no I don't agree with you I believe that you are a man you can be arrested for that and and prosecuted for that does anybody else have a question do you have a question young lady my name is David and um, I'm a street preacher and very recently I've been arrested uh, by the police charged and prosecuted for misgendering person. You are a female. You are a woman. Okay? Do not be confused. In the beginning, God made them male and female.
1: All right, so it says, Dave McConnell has been street preaching for 15 years, frequently traveling across the UK to share the gospel. Sadly, he has well, been ever, my, uh, to public... Ever since my
11: conversion uh, to Christ, which was back in 2006, the Lord has really put on my heart to take the Christian message. Out into um, our towns or cities or villages and, uh, and preach and, and be a witness on this particular day, I headed into Leeds City Center and um, just began to preach, preaching on the Ten Commandments and other passages of scripture, and people are stopping and engaging with me and this went on for around uh, 40 minutes or so. This is where I was set up. this is where the crowd all began to gather and um, Yeah, over here was the very place where I was eventually arrested and um, put in the van and and taken off this street to the station.
1: On June 8th, 2021, while preaching to a growing crowd in the Leeds Center, Dave was approached by a biological male that self-identified as a trans woman who questioned whether God accepted the trans community. He answered honestly bound by his biblical convictions that God cannot accept um, sin. I
11: noticed two people turn up. And um, I noticed, um, you know, one of, one of these individuals, uh, to me, was, was a man who was uh, dressed up uh, in woman's clothes. And the other um, just seemed like a friend of uh, this, uh, this, this person. So men and women, you see the Bible says, has to be in the microphone. I've got to hold it.
3: Does God accept the LGBT community?
11: Just a general. No, God hates sin. When people ask questions, as they do, I refer to people as a lady or a gentleman. If a man comes up and asks a question, and for one reason I don't manage to get his name, I'll say, this gentleman's asked a question. Same with a lady. In this situation, when the question was asked, he turned his back on me and, and walked away. So I was there to preach and, and engage with everybody and I referred uh, to this individual as a gentleman. I says, this gentleman has asked this question and I was seeking to um, repeat the question, and then seek to deal with that question. This gentleman asked a question.
3: going on in, this, in the heart of the LGBT Excuse me, men and women of Leeds. Everyone. This gentleman asked Everyone. me a question. Everyone.
11: He asked a question. He said, does God accept? I am a woman, darling. The friend said, this is a woman. And I responded by saying, no, this is a man. You know the evidence of my own eyes tell me that that this person was actually a male, a man who was dressed as a woman and uh, behaving uh, as a woman. You're
8: aware she's a woman. Aye. You're aware she's a woman. You're
11: aware she's a woman. You no, I'm fully aware Aye. that this is a man. Aye. So that goes back and forth, and then others began to say she is just as much as a woman as I am. They were saying, and f- and and for me as a Christian, uh, my belief is that God made two sexes, male and female. That's my religious belief, that's my scientific belief, that's my philosophical belief. I've always believed that in fact. What I'm doing today is legal. I have free speech, freedom of expression,
1: the brief exchange between Dave and this individual quickly escalated, with members of the crowd heckling and chanting hate speech at him. Eventually the police arrived on the scene, but rather than control the crowd, the police began accusing Dave of misgendering, even aggressively dragging away one of the other preachers who was with Dave.
8: This is love speech. Time to get right with God, men and women.
11: The whole time that the police were there, they were clearly hearing what I was preaching. You know, there's no abusive language from me, obviously. There's no hate in my tone of voice. Just preaching biblical truth in love. But there are people within this crowd who are stirring up trouble. So the disorder was coming from them, and it seemed to me that the police were just focused on me as if I was some bad person there that's, you know, know, saying loads of hateful things when that wasn't the truth of the situation at all. You're using actions and behavior to cause other people in distress. We've got people coming up, people, making people up. People I'm not talking to you, so come out of the way. All I had done was speak the truth. And for me, I think, how could it ever be a crime to speak the truth? Because I've been criminalized, I've been charged with uh, a crime for simply expressing The truth that this person in front of me was, in fact, a man and not a woman.
10: So
2: you've got police forces who fly pride flags from their headquarters are failing to provide Christian preachers with impartial protection. If a person cries offense at the street preacher's words, it's the street preacher that is punished and taken out. This is deeply illiberal in response to the ruling um that was reversed mcconnell said that he was delighted and relieved with the decision however he added he was still appalled at his treatment by authorities during the case saying no other street preacher professional or member of the public must go through what i have indeed in addition to being sentenced to 12 months community order mr mcconnell was also reportedly referred to and this is the most stunning part the prevent counter-terrorism program Over his Christian beliefs that he preached on the streets, which apparently were deemed radical enough to justify in the heads of some reporting him to the terrorist prevent program. According to uh, McConnell's former probation officer, the preacher was viewed to be persistently and illegally espousing an extreme point of view. Wow. That men and women are created by God. And that marriage is between a mar- man and a woman, and ma- and and any sort of sexual deviation outside of marriage is a sin. Let's keep in mind
1: that he was not arrested, to my knowledge, from from the article here, for having a loudspeaker or a microphone or disturbing the crowd no. through any kind of just la- no, disturbing it was, the people. He was arrested for misgendering. He was it, literally arrested for misgendering this person, and that's where you go. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, you can almost buy into it. He's got a loudspeaker. He's disturbing the peace. But the, the the crime that he was leveled with was misgendering.
2: But it's very interesting. At the start of the hearing and before cross-examination, um, the judge in the case said, this is a woman. We will have no more debate. During the proceedings, the arresting officer was asked why he had arrested McConnell after initially suggesting that he'd just move on. The officer said he wanted to argue his rights of free speech, regardless of what he'd he'd have preached. I think the crowd wouldn't allow it. The final trigger was when McConnell referred to the victim as a man in a dress. I stopped him and told him he'd been told the victim was a female. The victim. Ms. mcconnell was asking court whether he knew that misgendering a trans person could be insulting to which he replied i wasn't misgendering i was telling the truth he told the court i think pe- people could have been offended but that's not the intention my intention was simply to stay faithful to my belief stay faithful to god and stay faithful to my conscience i wasn't being transphobic i was expressing what i believe the judge said that mcconnell misgendering the complainant did cause the complainant distress but it is not an offense to insult someone Furthermore, he said that under the Public Order Act, it is not enough to show words were insulting and that the complaint was distressed. They must prove that we as a bench are sure that when McConnell was using those words that he intended to cause distress. McConnell said he had no such intent. He says to go out preaching the word of God and the last thing he wants to do is upset people. He said he does not intend to be distressing, just repeating that he genuinely believed to be the Bible's teaching. The judge concluded that there was no evidence McConnell had intended to harass Mooner the following following the hearing mcconnell said he was delighted and relieved uh but this is a disturbing trend here where the 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 judge says this is a woman make no mistake now what is a woman
1: <laughs> it's what you say you are you are what you say you are which i this, to me this is incredible i mean just absolutely incredible because why do we have a license to do anything. I am, I am an a electrician. Pi- I am a licensed pilot. I can uh, fly an airplane. I, okay? I am a pilot. I mean, w- you, licensed to do anything. Why I am I a firefighter. If you can be whatever you want. I am a sumo wrestler. Why
2: do we need these licenses? I just, I am who I say that I am. That sounds like God. All right. Thousands rally against government over inflation. Russian sanctions in... Um, and sanctioned in the EU capital. So thousands of people in the Czech Republic rallied against the government Saturday, this is a little known story, protesting high inflation and demanding an end to the country's military support for Ukraine. A new political group, the PRO, organized the rally at Prague's uh, Wenceslas Square (laughs) Uh, (laughs) as an anti-poverty event. As participants called on the coalition government to resign, party leader uh, Jindrik Rachel said they wanted a government to care first of all the interests of the Czech citizens. Check first. That's funny. Check first. His group, whose name translates in English to law, respect, expertise, blames the European Union for soaring energy prices. Inflation slightly dropped to 16.7% in uh, Czechia in February from 17.5%. I think the egg price is the highest. It has gone up the most in, in the Czech Republic. Why
1: isn't America protesting over inflation? I mean, I go to the, I go to the grocery store and I, I'm appalled. I'm glad that they're taking to the streets. You know? And... Speaking of which, though, they know that this is by design. This is inflation is not a naturally occurring Mm. occurring event. Repeat after me. Inflation is not a naturally occurring event. It is something that is done deliberately by design. It does not have to happen. They control it. Yes. So here we have more of these awesome protesters. We do
2: have a schism happening. Uh, in Germany with German Catholic bishops has voted to bless same-sex unions. German Catholic bishops have voted to bless same-sex unions as part of the German church's synodal assembly with blessings set to be introduced in March of 2026. Some have called the mood move schematic. Uh, the synodal assembly on the reform of the Catholic church voted in Frankfurt, Germany to bless same sex couples on Friday with 176 of the 202 assembly members voting for the proposal, including two thirds of the bishops in attendance. According to a report from the newspaper, uh, the German newspaper, same sex blessings have already been going on in the German church, but were in a canonical gray area and took place in private rather than openly in churches. The move stands in direct contradiction to the Vatican. So this is a Catholic church here, which has explicitly declared that the church does not have and cannot have the power to bless unions of persons of the same sex. The Vatican argued that while God and the church can bless individuals, including homosexuals, it cannot bless sin, including sexual activity that takes place outside of, the, of a valid marriage. The issue of same-sex couples' blessings Is one of the main demands from the German Synodal Path, a series of conferences of the Catholic Church in Germany since 2019 that have been looking to greatly transform the church. You just don't have a church. Okay? (laughs) Just don't call yourself Christian. Just call yourself something else. Tell everybody you're starting. You know, Martin Luther, he got pushed away. Protestants and Lutherans. Call yourself something else. The synodal Way was provo- has proposed radical reforms. We aren't stopping anybody from practicing the, their religion. You want to practice your religion and say this is what you're going to do? Okay. They're ordaining priestesses, declaring homosexual acts not to be sinful, allowing all priests to be married. According to the Catholic News website, the Pillar bishops in the Flemish region of Belgium have also been blessing same-sex union- unions since September. Can I just say
1: that our Catholic friends who have a major problem with Martin Luther, but this... Mm. Like, you want to reform the Catholic Church to this? No, you
2: don't. Martin Luther was just trying to get this kind of stuff out. Exactly. Okay. The stuff that was extra biblical or against the Bible. Martin Luther did not want to leave the Catholic Church. He was just trying to clean it up because there were a lot of excesses. And these people are trying to dirty it. Exactly. Exactly. Martin Luther was more Catholic than, than I, any Catholic today. I wasn't today. trying to
1: bring up Martin Luther. I just meant this is a reformation. Read,
2: They're trying to cause a reformation in if, the church. If you read his thesis, he talks about the Pope. He talks about the Catholic church. He talks about, he was they kicked Catholic. kicked him out, yeah. Yeah, okay. So last month, the members of the Synodal Way, four women announced they were quitting the assembly due to fundamental disagreements regarding the direction of the assembly and claiming it was looking to fundamentally, fundamentally change the church. The president of every bishop's conference around the world should denounce the sch- schematic vote of the 38 German bishops who have voted to bless same-sex unions. We must speak out and call them to return to Catholic teaching. They have hardened their hearts to the truth. Um, other bishops say that uh, they have. We cannot bless sin. Um, They must repent and return to the Catholic Church, the Bride of Christ. The controversial vote comes just weeks after the Church of England also voted to bless same-sex marriages, with many of the conservative branches of the Anglican Communion reacting highly negative to the vote. Some Anglican bishops have even declared that they no longer recognize the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Webley, who is a very woke, lefty, crazy person as the de facto leader of the Anglican Communion, uh, or first among, equals among the Anglican bishops. Now, you know, there's um, Jesus talking about marriage and talking about creation in Genesis, quotes in Genesis, quotes Genesis 1 and 2. In the beginning, he made them male and female. And Jesus is quoting this. So... Who is the head of the Christian faith? Jesus. Jesus. Would is is Jesus' take on marriage kind of the end all of Christianity? End End all all. and be
1: all of not just Christianity of creation
2: of mankind. Of everything. Yes, ma'am. And when Jesus was talking about marriage and divorce, Mm -hmm. he said he hated divorce. And he said that, I'm going to go one step further. Mm. If you even look at a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery in your heart. Matthew 19, 4. Haven't you read that in the beginning, the creator made them male and female? And for this reason, a man. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go back. Let me go back to some more. It's really simple. Haven't you read that in the beginning the Creator God made them LGBTQI plus stop it. Oh It doesn't say that no in the beginning. So the very foundation of Judaism The very foundation of Christianity is in the beginning in the beginning in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God Jesus God the Father Holy Spirit all one there in the beginning as god breathed the upon the waters and he created the 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 animals and the trees and the rivers cuz there was there was water and he and on the he was on the face of the deep in the waters and he created boom and it's just so awesome and it's creation and we're all just yes he's our creator and then he created adam and out of adam he took 20 ribs and he created lgbt he created Eve. <laughs> I had one rib. I was like. We're and he said, rips. Adam, I got a partner for you so that you're not alone. Yes, Lord. And I want you to join together. And the next verse is this. This is Christianity. If you say I can't. And going pre- back to the, spree- the, 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 the street preacher, if he had just been reading this, he yeah. would have been arrested. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mouse father. No, oh, his father and his mother. No, his father and his father, and he was born in an incubator. No.
10: <laughs> For this reason,
2: a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his hus- wife. Yeah. <laughs> and the two will become one flesh. You know what's so sad to me? hmm Is I hear new modern people saying that that one flesh is, an, is not a sexual union. It's just... Spiritual. Okay. Now, without going into grave detail, Here you have comes. a key. You're about to get sex ed from Leah. And you have a lock. Here it comes. And the two shall work to keep people in and keep people out. It's a lock and a key. Two locks can do nothing. Two keys, random keys in homosexual men, two keys looking for locks. <laughs> Okay, lesbian. they're two locks looking for keys. Oh, yeah. Okay, for this reason, a man will leave a father and a mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Dicti- but, wait, I'm going to finish the next going. verse. And they are no longer two.
1: But, one, but they are one flesh.
2: Therefore, what God has joined together in this one flesh, the keys fitting together with the lock, let no man separate because you've already become one in body in soul in mind and in heaven you're one okay and so that is marriage and so in in the the in the eyes of the creator there are now let me put I mean let me explain something David and Jonathan were so close. Best buds. And and Jonathan was, would lay down his life for David. Yes. And Jesus says there is no greater love than this. Mm. than a man would lay down his life for his friend. And Jesus went on to say. They said here are your mother and your brothers and your sisters. And he says who are my mother than my brother and my sisters. But those who do the will of God. So there is a spiritual aspect. That two men can be. Eg- Closer than a brother and a sister and two women can be so close. And so I don't want to take away the closeness and the fact that you can, in a spiritual way, be connected with people and, and Jesus in a and, platonic, in a platonic spiritual, spiritual way. way. And Paul said, I would have you be one. And, and as a church body, we should be one and we can spiritually, but in a natural context, a man and a woman physically become one. They, be, they That's why the woman takes on the man's name. And so out of these two, and then Malachi says, why? Why did God create Adam and comes. Eve? Why did he put them in the garden together? Why did he make them one? To so bring have a godly, a godly seed. seed. God made it so that it would take a man. And it would take a woman and it would take this oneness to raise a child of God. So speaking to the lock and key analogy that you have
1: given there, the lock and key analogy encompasses so many things. And the Alan Keyes clip that we've played several times of him debating Barack Obama or really the moderator talks about the intention for God to bring together two as one is to bring about a godly seed, which means you cannot become one with someone that you cannot produce or even the premise of, because there's different physical, you know, issues that people have, but the premise of a man and a woman. So you cannot become one. I don't care if you've got a butthole. There's something that's supposed to come out of that. It's exit only. Okay. Exit only. You could put a key in a hole of anything, right? You can put it in a cup. Is it going to do anything? No. It has to. The key has to. So I don't care what hole you can put your key in. You understand what I'm saying? It's only going to unlock something. You only become one when that key goes in and it locks and engages. And that is spiritual. It is physical. It is mental. It is emotional. All of those things. And if you don't have all of those components, then no, you cannot become one. But I want to finish with the rest of this. But... So the Catholic Church cannot bless a union that is not an actual It's part of our
2: religion, okay? If we're not allowed to talk about what's the founding basis of our religion, then we can't, then this is religious persecution, okay? We have to be able to preach and teach and and condemn anything outside of our religion. It's our literal religious beliefs. We have religious freedom and we have religious speech. And I want to give the the rest of this this chapter because I want you guys to kind of catch something here uh, you may never have seen. Tell me if you've seen this before. Why then, they asked, this is according to the same thing that is the, the, the Pharisees were trying to catch Jesus up on divorce. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? And Jesus said, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But that wasn't the way from the beginning. God did not, oh. there was no divorce in the beginning. Okay. Now look at this. I tell you, whoever divorces wife except for sexual immorality, ad- adultery, ad- and marries another woman, he commits adultery. The, d- the disciples said, if this is a situation between a husband and a wife, it's better not to marry because they were divorcing a lot.
10: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't like you. You're gone. Be gone. Be gone with you. But Be Jesus was essentially
1: you. saying, once you have become one with with your husband or wife, there is
2: no divorce. That's, except. it yeah. just You are one. That's it. Yeah. There's no breaking that up. Yeah. And I want to give, I want to give people, gra- there is grace and for divorced couples, but I would say this, if you were two Christians and you're, and you're just two normal people and you were divorcing for just, oh, we just didn't get along, that's not a reason for divorce. You're committing adultery if you or somebody else marry somebody else, okay? And the Catholic Church has a teaching of, were you under God? Did you know what you were doing when you got married? Because he is, to be fair, he is talking to Jewish people. OK, who presumably their parents have screened these candidates and it was done in a Jewish ceremony. And these were two Jewish people. These kind of um, teachings aren't necessarily for Gentiles outside of this Jewish. I'll... Let me finish. No, go Let ahead. me finish. I'm with you. I'm not disagreeing. I have another separate. The, I have a, an additional the, thought. For, for Gentile people who don't understand the basis of marriage, who don't understand um and, and Paul actually goes on to explain it to Gentiles who are coming in. Like if you're a Christian and you're married to a non-Christian and you don't have peace in your home, you're not under obligation, okay? Jesus is talking to people who were, these people were married under God that I don't know exactly how Jewish ceremonies were done, but it was done in a very religious holy ceremony where God is supposed to come down and bless this marriage. Now, if you didn't have one of those marriages where, you know, if you've got a, a, a pastor, a priest who is making sure that you're both Christians and you both know what you're doing yeah, and you're making this covenant, it says what God has put together, you know, because it doesn't say, because here's the thing, if, if that weren't the case, then um, how do people who were in homosexuality or, um, promiscuity not being married and not before they are Christians, how, how can they ever get married in, in the church? Well, I would say, because to me, there is a difference
1: between just sleeping with someone and marrying that person. But that's,
2: that's what I'm saying. If you weren't, if you weren't married under God, then you're just basically living with and sleeping with someone. Exactly. Okay. So a lot of people who aren't Christians, they're not really married, and that's percent. what I was going to get to. That's what my mom has said, and my mom says it almost to
1: a point where I disagree with her, but not quite because I love my mama. My mom's like, "There's a lot of people out there that that think that they're married, but they're not married because, because they are they, not married before God. Because they
2: haven't made a, a commitment before God. Right? Okay. Well, but even if you
1: did, my mom would take it even a step further. Even if you think that you have made a commitment before God. A lot of times, for a lot of extenuating reasons in society and just the way that things are right now, you're just really not married to that person. Right, but you do. So my point in bringing that up, and for Lee and I, bring that up is there's a lot of grace. If you've had a a divorce, you know, my mom had to divorce my dad. He was abusive. You know, there's so much grace. But by and large, God hates divorce.
2: He absolutely hates divorce, and he especially hates when people knowingly. Make a lifelong commitment under God. Yeah. You can't just divorce somebody. Yeah. Okay. And I, I would say that to Christian ministers who are Christians, who get divorced. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait, wait. There's One last the, last of the scripture. He says, not everyone can accept this word, but only to those it has been given. It's really powerful. This is a very strange statement mm-hmm. because they're saying, if this is the situation between a husband and a wife then it's better not to marry and he says not everybody's going to understand this it's only given to those who whom it is given now listen to this for there are eunuchs who were born that way others were made that way by men and still others live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven the one who can accept this should accept this the 12 disciples lived as eunuchs for, the well, 11 of them. We don't know how many of the other, we don't know how many of them were married. Uh, we know that Peter was married, uh, but we do know that all but John were killed for the gospel and we don't see any sort of spouse with John. Right. And so these guys lived as eunuchs for the kingdom of God and how powerful it was. And what he's basically saying is, They became one with me to spread the kingdom of God. And there is something that, that there is a teaching that we haven't gone into. Um, Revelation 14, four says, these are the ones who have not been defiled with women. They are the virgins. They follow the lamb wherever he goes. They have been redeemed from among men as the first fruits of God to the lamb. That revelation red pill is referring to of the 12 tribes of Israel. These first fruits of the Christian church were eunuchs for the kingdom of God and those who have, who are able, who were able really to powerful. receive it would receive it. It's just, a, it's about, it's, it's an extra biblical, powerful thing that maybe we'll give a teaching on one time. All right. So that's pretty much the end of the show, unless you want to do a Neil Oliver, but we've gone for two and a half hours. We did a little Neil Oliver earlier. I okay. Think that that's probably good.
1: Okay. All right, so I hope that you guys have enjoyed Leah's world news program today. I know I did. It was really, really good. Um, Barry, you had sent me a video that I'm not sure. Um, Hilarious Dragon's Den spoofed by Harry Enfield. And, he, and Barry had sent it um, and left it in the comment about in, in, in correlation to what's going on as kind of a palate cleanser. So we can end with this. Uh, we won't play the whole thing, but we'll just play part of it bankers here bankers as because uh, we're talking uh, you know the first half of our show like the whole the whole half, first half was about the silicon valley bank and how it's affecting the uk mm-hmm. so if you guys missed that
8: next up with two city chaps uh, my name is tim nice but balding and uh, this is my partner in crime uh charlie slick but thick um a... uh we're both something in the city And tonight, we're offering you the opportunity to invest in our piece of paper. Over to the Charlie Meister. Thanks, Timbo. This is a piece of paper. Let's say the four of you left invest 20k each. That means this is worth 30k. Uh, Sorry, four times 20,000 is 80,000. Anyway, this piece of paper is worth 80k. So I get on the blower to Timbo. I've got this on my phone. dim of me. Hi, Charlie, how's Trix? Got a piece of paper here worth 80k, but by tonight it's going to be worth 2 million. Crikey! Why? Because I say so. I'm 0 again. Well, you've lost me there, Charlie, but it's a deal. So, I bike the piece of paper over to Timbo's, and then this happens. Oh, hi, Charlie, it's Tim got a piece of paper. It's currently worth two million. So by tomorrow night, it's going to be worth four million. Crikey!
3: The dragons start to take an interest, as Tim and Charlie trade their piece of paper between each other, and the price rockets.
8: Eight million pounds. Stop. Wait a minute, Mr Postman. You are holding a piece of paper, and soon, in a couple of two, three days, it's going to be worth eight million pounds. That's right. But I'm intrigued. What happens to your piece of paper in the end? Well, once we've exchanged it with each other enough to make it worth 200 million... We sell it to an oik in a high street bank. And then he gets an oik in government to get the taxpayer to underwrite the whole thing, so it really is worth 200 million. Amen. Okay, I've got to declare an interest here. Uh, Tim is obviously my brother. (laughs) Yes, sorry, forgot. (laughs) Dim of me. Now, Tim, you have colossal levels of stupidity and you had a very high profile during the last banking crisis and for those reasons, and those reasons alone, I'm in. You two are a couple of only fools and horses, Rodney Plonkers, innit? But you're posh, so your hedge fund managers, I'm in it, in it. You make my flesh creep thanks very much yeah means a lot. Shut up, I haven't finished and my blood boil. I hate you and furthermore, I hate you but you will make me money so I'm in I really like your piece of paper and I really like you, but I'm not going to invest I'm the lovely one
1: oh my gosh so okay that was hilarious and so very true <laughs> that is how this stuff happens they take something a piece of paper and it is worth nothing oh my gosh Barry, that was a good palate cleanser oh, that was really wow. good
2: Oh, Definitely wow, wow, that. wow, 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 wow. So we did a mail call on Friday for we birthday did. cards and stuff. So guys, go back and watch that. Thank you so much for sending them. It was really fun. So speaking of things that you can go back and watch. Wow.
1: So let me. Wow. 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 Whoa, Leah. Wow. wow. I'm in. I'm in it. I'm so in it. So let's, let's take a look at our, at our Rumble channel. Cause I need to see, I need to, to be reminded of everything that we put out this week. Cause it's been a lot. It's been a very big week. Okay, so I think um, it's Sunday, so this past week would have started with, oh, geez, so much. There's so many things. So we got the baby chicks, Mm. the um, video that we did on Trump launching the quantum leap. That was just six days ago. It feels like a really long time. No, I know. Uh, So you guys can go back and watch that. Last week's farmer protest, kind of a little bit more of the same of, of this. Our brand new baby chicks. That video is really fun. 15 minutes of that. We were on with American Sunrise talking about the J6 footage that Tucker Carlson revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really, really fun. Then we did a car ride. Huge revelation. Getting your healed by healing by understanding yeah, the kingdom. So that good. was incredible. Okay. Now, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're like, wait, I didn't see any of these uploaded on the podcast. Well, not all of the, sh- the videos that we do in the car or random extracurricular videos get put on the podcast. Right. So you are going to have to visit our Rumble or other your other favorite platform. But that video that we did in the car, I literally got this amazing revelation. We went live with yes, it. It was huge. So you don't want to miss that. Then we went live on Wednesday with the untold story of the anti-slavery movement in America. You that have was not so heard this good. story. If you guys
2: are in, into American history and our American history Heritage series, go watch that. I learned so much. It was so good. <laughs> yes. So go and check that out.
1: Then on Wednesday evening... We did our Revelation Red Pill Wednesday with Corey Gray, Jason Heidinger, and Serge DeRosa, where we broke down Matthew 23 and a lot of Matthew 24. I'm telling you, this episode was huge. Now, I don't know why Rumble accidentally dropped our view count by, like, 1,000 views when we ended that night where we're almost at 2,000 views. Yes. Um, and now it's only at 1100, but so don't let the view count indicate, oh, that must, that one must not have been as good as the other ones. Right. I don't, and literally we all saw the view count and it dropped. Right. I, don't, I it's not, it's not a problem. I don't think that rumble is messing with our view count. I think it was some sort of glitch. Yes. But my point is, I believe that this past Wednesday's episode was one of the best ones that we've done yet. Yeah. So please go and check that out. Patriot gallery has broken that up into three separate sections. Speaking of the revelation red pill Wednesday though. If you go to resistance chicks.com, and I haven't done this for the the proper week, but join that there that we're on for our second week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Our friend Shannon put together an impeccable study guide. And then there's also a study guide for this one that I haven't uploaded, but I will be doing that mm-hmm. today. It will be on resistance chicks.com. So you guys can go through the study guide. It's broken up in three different parts. The study guide applies to those three different parts. Yeah. So check that out. Then we were on with uh Dr. Alan Keyes for Let's Talk America Can the and Patriot Gallery says, the Constitution cannot be destroyed. It is the power. I love yeah. that title that she put on there. Then speaking of Patriot Gallery, she has done um, a blog this week on Matthew 25, 25. It's broken up, I think, into two different parts on uh, Rumble as well, which has just been so, so, so good. And uh, just one little note for anyone listening the sword that she talks about Trump wielding would be a spiritual one. Uh, when you get to that part, note that that's not she's not calling for a physical, um, mass curve anyone.
2: Jesus in Revelation has a sword coming out of he his does. mouth. He He okay. absolutely does. It was his sword coming out of his mouth. Then on Friday we did,
1: we covered the actual. if you have no idea what we're talking about with the Silicon Valley Bank, huge collapse happened, breaking news on Friday and then we went into the rest of our weekly roundup of news so you can mm-hmm. check that out and at the end we did your birthday mail call which was yeah. super uber fun so that's uploaded as a separate video so just listen there's no reason for you not to be binge watching resistance chicks, I'm just saying. I mean, it's 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 there. It's there to be watched. So we've had a very very um, packed, packed, jam packed week it was. of stuff for you guys. And, we, and this week is going to be big too. So get excited. So yes, this coming Wednesday, join Matt. There of Sparrow Pictures are going to be back on our show. I keep pronouncing it wrong. It's Spiro, but Sparrow. It's just easier to say Sparrow. Uh, they're going to be back on. You had a phone call with Matt and his dad yesterday. Yeah. And we're going to be talking more. We're really going to get into the nitty-gritty of the biblical imagery. This is going to blow your mind. There's going to be stuff that you've never seen before. And if you don't understand the biblical imagery of what things are supposed to represent, what the people of the time would have absolutely known, then how can you really understand and yeah. fully understand the scriptures? So that's what we're going to get into this week with them. I'm super excited about that. That will be this Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Last but not least... Right now, I'm actually saddened by this fact that the, my pillow is getting rid of the all-season slippers because I was really excited about. The, I didn't actually get myself a pair
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I use my regular my slippers all the time, yeah. but they do get kind of hot, yeah, because they're really thickly lined, yeah, like and they're really warm. You don't even need socks with those puppies, right. so they came out with all-season slippers, mm-hmm. right? And they're discontinuing them. They're selling them at cost. We don't even make a commission off of getting you guys to get them. I just want you to go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code RC. They are $25. That's how much it costs them to make and produce. So you can go and get the all. they're, They're limiting them to $10 or not $10 to 10 slippers per person but you could get your whole Christmas list right now yeah. for 250 bucks if you had 10 people, yeah. right? Like that's insane. So go and get the all season slippers. I don't know why they're getting rid of them because they looked awesome. MyPillow.com, use promo code RC and they have the brand new pillow that I want to get. Joy and Matt already got it. I saw that on the show the other day. They haven't tried it, but they had it in their little bag. The the uh, MyPillow 2.0, which is temperature kind of controlled. Yeah. And it has a super nice, like soft, kind of cover on it. And they're buy one, get one free right now. And they're buy one, get one free right now. So go to mypillow.com, get the slippers, get yourself a brand new pillow. Super excited about that. And I would be remiss if I did not remind you guys of what we have coming up. You need to be here, be here or be square in Ohio. Oh, let me move them over here so you can see this. It's called the Kentucky Huddle. It's really the Ohio-Kentucky Huddle. It's going to be very close to us. We're going to go into the Creation Museum on Friday or the Ark Encounter. In the evening, we're going to have Tom Renz, Carrie midday Sherry Tenpenny, Resistance Chicks, Coach Dave. And then all day on Saturday. All day on Saturday. The church is going to be doing food um, to raise money for the youth group so you don't have to leave. Right? So go to CoachDaveLive.com forward slash events and come and join us for the Ohio Kentucky huddle March 24th and 25th. It's two days. It's going to be incredible. We want to see you there. I'm very, very much looking forward to this event. I'm so excited. I love Sherry. I love Tom. I love Carrie, love coach Dave this, and I love the creation museum. So it's a win, 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 Mm win. Super fun. So coach Dave live.com forward slash events. And then so Leah, yeah. Tell them about Old School Survival Booking.
2: Yeah, so if you guys want to come learn how to live off the land, how to survival skills, how to butcher pigs, how to um, tan hides, uh, you can use promo code Resistance Chicks as capital uh, R and then lowercase resistance and then capital C and then lowercase chicks. So Resistance Chicks just together. Um, And come join us. Save 12 bucks, and join us for three days of camping and an intensive, immersive event, and you will leave um, tired and changed life-changing. It was yeah.
1: for us last year. So that's coming up really soon, actually. Yeah. May 12th through the 14th. So we want to see you. Actually, I got a text message from Liberty Mel today yeah. saying, hey, can I get the promo code for Old School Survival Bootcamp? It's it's Resistance Chicks with a capital R and capital C in there. And then, um, you know, I do want to encourage you guys because I have been having... I, I, I don't want to sound like an old person, okay? Because I'm not. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like I have a whole host of things, but because I was a gymnast, because I broke my ankle, it kind of makes your whole body out of whack. Mm. So I have had some hip issues and I have had some shoulder issues and whatnot. And the CBD tincture that I use from Vicki Natale yeah. at Organic Body Essentials has
2: like I almost want to cry. It's been so life changing for me. If you have people with arthritis or problem like knee troubles, just get it and try it because yeah. um, there's something about the CBD that does and she prays the over joints. hers. Yeah. And she
1: has. It's more than just the CBD in there. She's it's the terpenes. We're gonna have Vicky on our show. March 30th. And I really want to delve into this. Yeah. This is the part, because I love the Flawless Face Serum. And I love, you can't see that we don't have crow's feet really anymore at all. I think I can say that definitively because of the Flawless Face Serum. And I love this, the face scrub and the mask and all of those cool things. But the the, the thing that's really changed, that's all cosmetic. The thing Mm. that's really changed my life is that the, the CBD tincture. So mm-hmm. go to Organic Body Essentials, use promo code RC and, and send us your testimonials. I want to hear from you guys, if you've bought it, if you've used it, how it's affected you guys, because it definitely has changed my life for the better. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that that's all we have on updates, but the biggest thing Leah said on Friday She said, guys, for my birthday, all I really want for you to do is join us on the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. And that's a fact. Mm -hmm. Legitimate. Like, forget all the stuff. Forget the ads. Forget the MyPillow. Forget the Organic Body Essentials. All that stuff. Just come and join us on Wednesdays. It is the most life-changing experience I think that you will have. Uh, Samantha says, I love binge-watching The Resistance Chicks. Between that and binge-reading Josephus, I have no free time. Wow. I am so proud of you. I cannot believe you're reading Josephus. Where's my Where's my Josephus? Oh, here it is, sitting here. Um, this is, that's incredible. And this is this book doesn't look that thick, even though it does. But um, look how tiny the print is. Like if she's reading this, Samantha, from a Revelation Red Pill standpoint. And I know we said we would send you all diplomas, but right there, you get like an A plus plus extra credit there if that's what you're doing. So uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday, 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be there, be square. We love you, guys. Love you. God bless. Happy birthday weekend to Leah. You have so many happy birthdays to catch up on. It's not even funny. They're oh all goodness. over all of the.
2: Oh my goodness. All of the social Thank media. Thank you all.
1: You guys have been incredible. So,
2: and I did a little
1: reel for Leah, by the way, which was really, really fun. I it should play fun. that on the way out, but I won't. Okay, say hi and say goodbye to the little chick butts, and we'll see you guys next time
11: every day so afraid. But you got my name, turn my eyes to the lies. No truth inside, from the run, from the sun.